0: Oh, everybody, we're back in the house, the Snuff dog house, and we're right here doing, <laughs> and we're Snop doing the Snuff dog house, and we're doing the Snuff Talk dance,
1: <laughs> snuffing around the town,
0: snuffing on the street.
1: <laughs> Election week, 2020. <laughs> it used to be one day, and now it's a whole week. Or month. <laughs> yeah, or month, or multiple months.
0: Um, Welcome.
1: Welcome to Snarf Talk, Episode One Hundred One.
0: This episode, we're going to talk one hundred percent about politics. All about politics.
1: Everything about what's happened from Tuesday to today. Yeah, we're
0: gonna we're gonna just That's repeat it. all the stuff that yes. you've been endlessly reading but, on your phone as you click refresh. We're gonna dive. We're gonna dive. Refresh.
1: We're gonna get into the deep depths of what our politics have become.
0: Yeah, and, and our, our political are. stances and who we hate. Oh,
1: and we're gonna be very firm. On those stances, you know, and hate on people. Yeah. That's what we do here. That's what you we You know, do. we take very sharp stances and uh, usually ignore the other side.
0: Yeah. And Completely. just give our complete, utter disinformation-based knowledge.
1: Yeah. None of it's true.
0: And we don't know anything.
1: No. I don't. I don't know a thing. But it has been a wild week, Christopher. Um, yeah, we're not and, really going to
0: talk about politics no. the whole time. We will talk about it a little bit. Just right up the gate. Just so anybody that's coming in, we can just tease you a bit.
1: If you aren't aware,
0: this episode is going to be top ten Sean Connery movies. Sean Connery. We'll get to that in the second hour. Hot
1: shingles, you should. right? Huh?
0: Hot what? shingles? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Celebrity he says Jeopardy. Shingles. No, I-
1: it's not. It's uh. So there was like a. I just saw. It was a meme, but it's a billboard. And it was a, an advertisement for a roofing company. And it said, we have hot shingles. And then underneath, it was Sean Connery. And says, hot shingles, you say, like hot singles, you know? That's funny. Because of his accent. Yeah. He had a bit of an accent. I well, believe he was Irish. Is he Irish? He is Scottish, dude. Everybody, is he Scottish? Everybody knows that. He always played Irishman in like four movies. How do you
0: know? Maybe he played Scotsman.
1: No, he played Irishman. Because I've read the rules.
0: Okay. Well, beside the point, we're going to get to that. We're going to do that in the second hour or sooner. Yep. So stick around for that.
1: Stick around. Um, we'll be right back. And here. Oh. Before that. And right now.
0: Um, we got a fresh face, baby face Jerry here.
1: Yeah. So I don't have any more facial hair.
0: He looks like baby Jerry um, now.
1: It's weird. I hate it. You can really see this neck growth. You know, like how. That's fine the deposits of fat just go right underneath my chin and then they make it real fat.
0: In history whenever you see like it's leaders bad. or smart people
1: they're thin
0: no and they always have like double chins. That's true. They always do. They're opulent. If you I've What's that mean? That. I don't even know that word. You don't know the word opulent? I'd have to look it up. It's just cuz, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm thinking of like Benjamin Franklin, just like laying <laughs> it's back. It's like the only guy drinking some booze in one hand, eating some grapes, having somebody fan him.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he did that. And and he had a lot of relations yeah. with
0: the help. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> it is election week. We all got that done. We're over. It's over.
1: It's, it's over for now. I mean, it's going to be a long, drawn-out process. But but
0: it's, I mean, it's called. I mean,
1: it's, yeah, we have a new president.
0: We have a new president.
1: Um, Mr. What's his name? Joseph?
0: Yeah, Joseph.
1: Okay, Joseph think yeah i think so too <laughs> joe biden wins the election for 2020 um i honestly didn't think that was going to happen
0: i said that i didn't i thought it would happen
1: you did yeah you did claim that and i was like i just i don't really think so
0: well it was uh, like super close but um it, no it i just it, my whole thing was like okay there's people that voted for him the first time that aren't going to vote for him the second time but there's nobody that's going to vote for him a second time that didn't vote for him the first time you don't think so? Well, there were some, obviously. I'm sure there were some. Anyway. Um,
1: it's just crazy how guys, it's all played out.
0: Whatever, whoever you were supporting, it's not the end of the world.
1: It's really not. I'm going to go on with my life just like I did when Trump became president. I never I like, really thought it was the end of the world then.
0: I like a divided government. We don't have that yet. We don't know what's happening with the Senate
1: yet. Oh, I thought the Senate was, like, for sure Republican.
0: No, no, because two of the races in Georgia... Um, didn't get to 50%, so now they got to do a runoff election for both seats.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see that.
0: However... I really
1: tuned out after, like, so like Wednesday.
0: A mil- like, everybody, every person in the world is going to put, like, hundreds of millions of dollars down into Georgia because that election is January 5th. Really? And that will determine... that Those that two will- senators will determine the balance. Now, it's Georgia, so you would think at least one of them will end up being Republican.
1: You would assume.
0: Most likely. Because, um, see, in a, what happens in a runoff election is somebody has to get 50%, right? But a lot of them, there's three or four candidates. So the vote gets split up. Oh. And there might be three or four popular candidates. So it could go, you know, 20%, yeah. 30%, like 35%
1: percent to one person. Right. and
0: So I think they take the top two, oh. I would assume, and they do a runoff. So theoretically, it could be a landslide one way or the other. Yeah. Because... You're eliminating all the other percentages of vote,
1: right? Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 going to be strange for the next couple of months just because of like Trump suing, like filing lawsuits against states. And yeah, and that's fine. I mean, I it happened in two thousand, but not well, that was only one state and not. Yeah, I think he's but got. it still
0: lasted like over a month.
1: Yeah, but I think he's got lawsuits in like four different states. Four states.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. I think. Despite, you know, my opinion is despite the fact that he's kind of being a little bit obnoxious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact, I mean, I think anybody has the right to make sure that the yeah. election wasn't tampered with. In this case, it seems a little overwhelming. The odds of getting anything making yeah. a difference, even if you flipped one state, it wouldn't make a difference.
1: Right? Exactly. You'd have to flip, flip like three. Yeah. So I don't know if that's possible at all, and I don't believe it is. So Do you believe the election
0: was stolen? Like a lot of people seem to um conspiracize <sighs> about?
1: To be honest, you have no idea. Like we have no idea what really went on. At first I had texted you and I thought it was strange. Like when we found out in the middle after the middle of the night, like votes literally jump straight up on a chart. Isn't but,
0: it isn't it odd? And and since we've kind of got explanations for a lot of that, yeah. Isn't it odd that um there was no really, like information process to the general public of like, okay, since things are different this year, this is the way it's going to... I mean, everybody said we're not really going to know for several days, right? but there wasn't like a good information. So then when things start happening that people don't understand...
1: Yeah, everybody jumps to conclusions, obviously. It blows up. Yeah, nobody really knew. I didn't know any part of how different it was going to be this year.
0: I think it's interesting that, you know, earlier, several episodes ago, we were talking about the whole mail-in voting thing. Yeah. And we were both like, I don't know. I mean, I don't really see why it's that big of a deal. I get it now. Like, I hadn't really thought about that closely. But, I mean, without that, Trump would have won. He would have. So, I mean, you would assume still a lot of those people would go and vote. But I just think the easiness of mail-in ballots probably made the turnout higher. Right. And the last election, frankly, was a very close election.
1: Yeah, it so, was very, very close. And I think it, but that's what drew out the whole process. You know, isn't it like a law that election day has to be one day? Um,
0: well, election day was one day, but there was just the ability to mail in your vote. And
1: that's what drew it out.
0: Yeah, they had to count all those votes.
1: Right, that's what I mean. So like the whole mail, and mail-in some, some thing some is votes what drew counted it out their, so long.
0: Like Florida, already had their mail-in ballots counted
1: which is what you should do
0: right but lots of states passed laws or had laws that said they can't start counting them
1: until election day
0: until i think even after they've counted the in-person votes
1: which i think that was pennsylvania
0: yeah and some yeah that was one of them there's some others so i mean i don't really understand why that would be i don't now in retrospect and regardless of the candidates I don't think the mail-in ballot thing was a good idea or right. And it does seem, from an objective position, because I'm not supporting one side or the other here, it does seem like it would be more likely that you'd have a lot more fraud. Absolutely. Because it's
1: uh, just, it's changing hands so often. Well, and people
0: can just take other people's ballots. Or like if they have uh, elderly parents, they can just take them and fill them out. There was just a case in uh, Texas they charged a lady with 134 felony counts. She worked at a home for uh, mentally disabled people, yeah, and just took all their ballots and filled them out for Biden and sent
1: them. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's not right. And there's that's been several instances
0: right. of that. Now, I don't think it, that this is the issue. That I don't think, I, I don't think, I don't think you're going to find twenty thousand fraudulent well, ballots. No. I think you find not all at one time. Would you find a thousand? even a thousand seems unlikely. You know, I mean, you might find I, two or three hundred.
1: Even if you do find a thousand, it doesn't change the election.
0: Twenty thousand. I mean, yeah, you I, could
1: find a thousand and say, like, that's screwed up and we should never do that again. Or like, let's try not to do I, that again after
0: seeing it. It's just
1: I don't believe we should do that. Yeah. And I don't believe we should do that either. But it's not going to change this election. Right, the you know, and, that, is, though, and that's the reality of the whole situation. So. It's
0: up to the states to decide how they run their election. If they want to have mail-in ballots, they can have mail-in ballots. It's right. tech, It's up to the state legislature. So, well, there's
1: I, always been mail-in ballots. There's always been like absentee ballots. Absentee
0: right? ballots are different than mail-in ballots. So, an absentee ballot is for somebody that's like, oh, well, overseas, yeah, um, or somebody that's not living where they're registered anymore, temporarily or for whatever reason. But there's always been early voting that you have to do go to the courthouse and early vote. But I don't think there's ever been widespread mail-in ballots. Right. Um, I, don't, I don't even remember it. I thought,
1: I mean, absentee ballots, though, don't those go through the mail?
0: He's going to pull a Roosevelt.
1: I believe it's pronounced Ruse. Roosevelt. Slightly Roosevelt.
0: different. Trump 2024. Oh, because he's going to lose this one. And then run again next time. Yeah. And then I, said, I, said that at,
1: I said that at work. Uh, I said 2024, you can almost guarantee Trump's going to run again. 100%. I guarantee you. The whole, this the next only, four years is going to be his campaign.
0: Yeah. The only thing is. That's what's going to happen. He shouldn't because he'll be 78 years old, which granted, same age as Biden is now. Um, but In I think f- we're all going to find out that that's a mistake too.
1: In four years?
0: He'll be 78. He's 74 right now.
1: Is he? I thought he was 71. I think he's 74. But, uh-huh. Okay. We're going to have to fact check that. Anybody on Facebook fact check it if you can do it I do think I do. it's
0: the wrong idea to be electing people that are 78 years old. I That's,
1: Oh yeah, he is 74.
0: Um I don't think it, I think maybe 74 is pushing it. So, That's, either Trump or that Biden, is pretty if old. either one of them won,
1: they would be older. We we need to get into the we need to get into the 40s. If either Biden or Trump
0: won, listen to this stat. Okay. They would be older than both President Clinton and George H.W. Bush are currently. Really? Yes. And Clinton was a president in the 90s. In the 90s. T- over 20 Boy, years he ago. he was young. Yeah, they both were in their like early 50s, I think.
1: Holy smokes. Obama's
0: very young. He was in his 40s.
1: Yeah, he was like 48. I don't, 47 or something. You know,
0: I like the 50s feel like that's a good age range. I, th-
1: I feel like the 50s are a good age range.
0: 40s? Eh, yeah, I might get a little young there.
1: No, I, I don't know. That's kind of a, I would consider them kind of progressive because they're so young and hip, you know? Yeah. Like they'd be on the edge of. Yeah, because like,
0: Obama <laughs> was really hip. He was super hip. <laughs> he was not.
1: Did you see all the pictures of him smoking weed?
0: I could see him. Yeah. But like super in the seventies. I could see him being like, hey guys, or hip. Aha, uh-huh. a hip-a-dick hip-a-dick me, a hip, hip,
1: hip, hip, hop. But don't stop from rocking to the bang, bang boogie.
0: <laughs> the best thing I saw is they were pulling up this uh, campaign video of Trump from like yeah. election day that was going around, that was just like him dancing, like different scenes of him dancing to YMCA, the song YMCA, really? like at his campaign rallies. And everybody was making fun of it because his dancing is obviously ridiculous. Sure. And the whole thing is ridiculous. And so everybody's making fun of his campaign ad. And I watched it and I'm like, this is awesome. (laughs) Like, not only, it's like, it does, it gets you fired up. You're like, yeah, yeah. You see him dancing and you're laughing. You're like, look at him being an old guy dancing. It's terrible, but it's entertaining. Yeah. And it's like, so it's like a picture of him dancing on a stage at a rally to YMCA. And then the camera will pan out and there's like 50,000 people in like helicopters flying over top. And you're just like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, like him
0: or not, it was pretty entertaining.
1: That would be entertaining. I I did see a video of him dancing, but it was like very like he was like clapping. It was a TikTok. Thad. Oh, it's,
0: it's terrible. It, but this it must be the like, same. It must be the same video sure of him is. dancing
1: because TikTok had a bunch of videos of him dancing and people were. Oh, I believe you it can, was on TikTok, too. Yeah. You can duet TikTok a video. Too. So you can take an like, original video and then do your own side-by-side. Side. And so many people were duetting his dance and making it a TikTok dance. Yeah. Ridiculous. But so, it's fun.
0: So, I mean, I don't know. For me, uh, I'm mean, obviously not going to say who I voted for, but I obviously see downsides, massive downsides to Trump. I see massive downsides to Biden. Yeah. I see massive downsides to Kamala Harris.
1: Joe Jorgensen.
0: I see upsides for Trump. I see upsides for Biden. I I mean, you kind of, like, look at it both ways sometimes.
1: And you also have to understand how our political system works when, like, Congress and Senate have a big deal, like involved with this as well. Yeah. The president literally doesn't make or break every single aspect of your life. Very, little. <laughs> like, very you have, little. obviously, your state and local governments are very important to what you physically do like day to day and how you live.
0: That's why I've always liked that and that's one thing I like about Trump, because he's been very much like over the last four years, more interested in states' rights. Yeah, and that is like something. I very much support. I I feel like the federal government is way out of control as far as their governance. Yes. And also as far as the size, obviously I feel like so many more of these social issues and other things like that need to be determined at the state level. And that's how our constitution was written. And there was a good reason for that. It's because you have more direct influence over your local and state elections than the federal elections. You have very little control over. We have no control over who's president, basically.
1: Basically not, no.
0: Um, But you have a lot more control over who your state representative is.
1: Yes, 100%. And that will affect you a lot more than you think. And there are people
0: that you... Not all cases, but you either know or you could know.
1: You could know. You could get close to them. You could go to their, like, they have offices close to your area right. that you could physically go to, and you can call their offices. You can talk to people and say, hey, this is a concern I have, and it may actually be listened to. Yeah. You know, you have a much better chance of that being listened to than you do saying, like, I don't want this man as my president. Yeah, Like, that doesn't change anything. But you can change a lot of stuff with a lot smaller government like close to you and it can make bigger impacts down the line for a presidential race.
0: And that's why a lot of these things and issues should be decided at state levels. Each state should be like a little mini country. Yeah. And if you're in a shitty one, you have the ability either to look at the one that's succeeding and say, what do we want to emulate from what they're doing? Yes. Or you have the ability to go there. You do. And, and basically that's
1: that's how we are now.
0: It's a market approach, right? To democracy. It isn't the way, though, because so many poli- so much policy now is being dictated at the federal level, like so much policy. Yeah, and it just shouldn't be that way. I thought it was funny, um, not funny actually. Um, I don't pe- people like don't believe me, but I really, I mean, I'm not a super political person. I do have opinions um, on both sides that I can see. I yeah. tend to be pretty socially progressive or liberal, and I tend to be very economically, fiscally conservative. Yeah. But generally more libertarian, like let people do whatever they want. States' rights, small, limited federal government. Anyway, beside the point. Um, I heard somebody say today, like, we got to get, we, it's terrible um, what Trump did by nominating that new justice that is actually extremely popular right mm-hmm. now with the general public, that Amy Comey. Ban. Yeah. And I don't know a ton about
1: it. I I I read about her quite a bit, and she seems like a genius. Super.
0: Um, if you actually very get the stupid bias out of your head, yeah, and being told what from extremist websites and being indoctrinated in ideology, if you go look up there, her accomplishments,
1: there's no reason why you wouldn't want her as a she
0: is an amazing person. Regardless if you agree with her politically, she's like a super well qualified. And that yeah. anyway. Beside that, this was my point to go um whether or not you're upset by what you think she might do and have no idea about by exactly. the way exactly um a she's super well qualified b she was nominated by a sitting president mm-hmm. as per our constitution and she was confirmed by an elected yeah uh, elected president elected congress now she's a, that's exactly how it should work yes And that's exactly how it did work. Whether you agree with it or not, that's how it works, and that's how it should work.
1: I don't think the majority of people had a problem with the actual pick. I think. Oh yeah, they did. Well, they had a a bigger problem with the fact that he was doing it during an election year and during the election. Well, I always completely complained and whined and cried about doing it during the election. What's the difference? I don't understand. I mean, it was like, it was because she's Republican and it was yeah, putting another Republican difference. on the Supreme Court. Listen, but,
0: this happened the last time when Obama was know. going on office. Yeah. Obama nominated somebody. First of all, people were railing on Trump for nominating somebody. Obama nominated somebody.
1: Yeah, but they didn't elect him during
0: Doesn't matter. He was nominated election. by the president. Yes. The president still nominated him during an election. Yes. Okay, just the same as Trump did, right? Yeah. The difference is there was a Republican Senate and they refused to vote on it. Because they could. Yeah. Because that's
1: the way the government works. And
0: at the time, the the Republicans are saying, we shouldn't do it in an election year. And now they're saying they can. So they're hypocrites. Yes. All right. And at the time, the Democrats were screaming. They're screaming, this is the Constitution. We have to do this. And they've completely flipped now. Yeah. And they're like, not in an election year. Right. And that's the way it works for everything. And in the meantime, the smartest person in the room, the actual Supreme Court justice that they're replacing, yeah. was on record saying that they should absolutely nominate and elect somebody
1: during an election year. You would assume that would happen because I don't think the election c- matters compared to what they're doing with the Supreme Court. Like the problem If is, there's an opening, you put somebody back in. The
0: it. problem is every, a lot of people say that she's extremely conservative or has a right-wing agenda. The reality is, if you watched her on those Senate hearings, I mean, you can choose to believe her or not, but she's sitting here saying, I'm going to rule on the cases. Yeah. And then...
1: And she got panned for a lot of that. And
0: they're saying, oh, she's a conservative. She's an original... I think it's or originalist. That's the kind of judge she is. That's what Anton... That Scalia was, which was who she clerked for. Um, An originalist? That means they... They make their decisions on their rulings based on the Constitution. I got gotcha. you. Rather than saying, I want to interpret the Constitution or this is what the Constitution should mean to us now. Mm-hmm. An originalist would say, nope, this is nope. what the founding fathers intended. That's what I want to rule on. You can have an idea regardless of not whether you support that. Theory of govern of judging. I don't know. Enough about I don't know legal what's right stuff, or wrong. I'm and either does anybody commenting about it on exactly. Facebook. exactly
1: no neither, nobody <laughs> does. I'm like, uh, I'm I'm not a smart man, but I think she'll be fine. She she'll I be. think she, she will I be. I think fine. she'll be fine. From she, what I've seen, she I will think be she fine. Will
0: I, do just fine. We we've already had um, so-called conservative members of the Supreme Court over the last couple years that have yeah. been voting. Opposite of what you would think they would vote. Yeah. And nobody talks about that. And it's like, these people aren't, they're, these are the best of the best. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you read up on that lady, she's the best of the best. She really is. And she's already in the federal judiciary. She's a circuit judge. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a completely natural thing. Progression. And I'm sorry that you don't like the fact that that happened. But but the fact is, an elected president nominated in an elected Senate confirmed a well-qualified person. End of story.
1: (laughs) That's it. That's all you need to worry about. And I'm glad it was a well-qualified person. If it was somebody that had no reputation whatsoever, and you're just like, yeah, that... that this guy's gonna be good. Well, I and read had no qualifications whatsoever. Obviously, that would be an issue. Right. But it wasn't as if she wasn't qualified. Right. She's very, very qualified.
0: I, I read something somebody was saying, Oh, she wants to overturn um, gay marriage, which she's never said. And yeah. she's actually supported it. She's never said it and she's never governed. One time she was critical. Okay, this is what they base it on. She was asked about that specific because this was ruled two years ago in the Supreme Court. Yeah. That federally Gay marriage is legal. States can't restrict it. So she was critical of that ruling, saying she agreed with the dissent on that ruling, but only because the dissent wasn't that gay marriage shouldn't be legal. The dissent was it should be up to the states. So she said she agreed, based on the Constitution, that it should be up to the states. However, then she followed it up by, but this should never be even in a court. This should be decided by Congress. It should yeah. be decided by the supreme court. So that was exactly what she said on the issue. But people that makes twist a lot of sense. that, but people twist that and they say she she's against gay marriage, right?
1: Well, it's not that simple. During her uh what's that her hearing or what's that called uh confirmation hearing. Yeah, confirmation hearing. They were asking her about Roe v. Wade and she she literally said like I'm it's, neither for nor against it. It's like this is a something that's already been It's a a judge like I would have to look at the case and she's like, and if I comment any way that would say I'm for one way rather than the other. She's like, so I'm really not going to comment on the case because it's not my case. I have nothing to do with it. And if I make any comments, you're going to say I'm for one way when in reality I'm impartial to the whole thing. (laughs) And so her just saying that was like, well. You know, she's kind of against that.
0: Well, I mean, she probably is. She's religious. She's Catholic. Yeah. But the point is, based on her record, you can, I'm pretty confident in feeling assured just because she believes something personally.
1: I don't feel like that's going to sway her like actual. I mean, of course, let's live in reality. It
0: is going to sway it a little bit. Here's the thing, though. The entire Supreme Court is based on one principle. Precedent. Yes. The court case has already been ruled on. It will never get overturned. It doesn't matter how many conservative justices you put on the court.
1: Yeah. It's they're fair. not
0: going to overturn that law, yeah. period. Now, can they s- allow states to have restrictions to some stuff? Probably. But, I mean, that's what, what we're supposed to have. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? States making their own decisions.
1: I agree. Um, that's enough of politics. We've 25 minutes into politics. That's enough. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's hurting me.
0: That one was starting to
1: push me down. It's been bugging me. So it just bugs me because
0: everybody is so one sided or other sided, but not like with no, it's just like you're evil automatically. Like you're evil.
1: And it's really sad. It is. I just, I like almost everyone. Like I really do. And even people that I'm not necessarily, it's not that I don't like them. It's just like, I'd rather not be around them. Why can't more people be like me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I ask
0: myself that every day. I
1: just don't understand why more people can't be like me. It's so easy when you just don't care. Like, I don't care what you... I don't really care what you believe.
0: Well, I think just, people would argue that... Um, I just
1: want to have a podcast with you. and want to be around you.
0: People would argue that... How, what do you mean you don't care? That guy's ruining the world. He's going to destroy everything. We're all going to die because of that guy. Because he's so evil. And you not caring makes you
1: complicit. No, not really. I'm still gonna go to Menards get the stuff I need. I'll have. But if you don't I'll vote to, for this
0: guy, the businesses are all gonna collapse. Menards won't be there. You won't even be able to get lumber. It will be the end of the world as we know it, and you will be you're, shitting in a bucket, Jerry.
1: <laughs> I've done it before. And it's not you, that really. It's not really that big of a deal. But you're I not caring, in a a You're complicit. But here's the real facts. I work for the federal government. I'm an inside man. Oh yeah. Okay. So whatever you tell me. I'm going to go for the government. Whoever my direct boss is and as of now, well, coming up in January, it's going to be Joe Biden. So he's my boss now. I have to go with what he says. Yeah. You know, if we're going to, you know, bomb Turkey, like all right, I guess we're bombing Turkey. I think I don't know go- why we would we would bomb <laughs> Turkey. I'm just saying, like if he I'm said that I'd be like, well, bomb right. some
0: turkey in next week. I guess
1: it. we're bombing Turkey.
0: I think they should go back to the days where Because this is how it used to be. The person who won the most votes was president. The person second was vice president. So Joe Biden would be president and Trump would be vice president. That's the way we should go back. That's how it used to be. It was? Yeah. The first couple presidents were that way.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, it makes sense because I do remember seeing like a Democratic, like president and a Republican vice president or vice versa.
0: Well, there weren't any Republicans until Abraham Lincoln. He founded the party.
1: Yeah, I know, but if you look, there have been two-party president and vice presidents.
0: Yeah. That's the way it should... I think that's the way it should be.
1: That's pretty interesting. That's
0: what... There was a guy, Brett... I
1: don't feel like it would work.
0: There was a guy named (laughs) Brett Weinstein. Um, He's on Joe Rogan all the time. I really enjoy listening to him. He's an evolutionary biologist. Um, In any case, he started this...
1: Is he the guy with the froey y hair?
0: Yes. Well, that's probably Eric Weinstein, his brother. Yeah.
1: That's who I'm thinking
0: of. Uh, But anyway, so he started this thing called Unity 2020 was the name of the campaign. Yeah. And they went out and they were just discussing for this election, going out and finding like a super qualified Republican and a super qualified Democrat that were moderate and putting them together as on the ticket, like running as independent and running against Biden and Trump which I think was a good idea. Yeah. And this and mind you, Brett Weinstein is a super liberal guy. Anyway, so this was his idea. He started this whole thing. Twitter banned his account
1: just for doing that?
0: Yeah. Really? They banned his account.
1: On what grounds?
0: Because they're super biased. Ah, uh, really they are. And um, that would be bad for Biden probably, so they banned his account. That
1: not right. No, that's not right at all. It, that's been proven too. That oh, Twitter it's has been and they're censoring people. Really bad. I think
0: that's the next thing that the Supreme Court needs to do because that is a Supreme Court issue. They need to make force the social media companies to adhere to free speech laws.
1: Right, because they don't
0: to not be allowed to censor. That's crazy. Because it is speech. I mean, it's. Absolutely. I understand you're it's- on a private platform, though that you've opted into using based on their rules. However, mm, I don't these know. things have gotten so big now.
1: Yeah, it's different now.
0: It's they're like the town when square. When it was right?
1: MySpace, it, yeah, I could understand that. Like, you got to do what MySpace tells you to do. But in today's day and age, the size that these platforms are, like the amount of impact that these platforms have in society, like in our regular day and age, you can't censor that kind of stuff. I mean, you can censor like vulgarity and wh- whatever else, but speech or just what you're doing. No.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, that ain't the, right. That was one thing that was alarming about this election was the amount of that you're hearing from the left wing these days is like about censorship and yeah. First Amendment issues. And I'm always going to oppose that. That has always been like one of my big deals. Yeah. Like, I don't care about a lot of issues, but that's an important one for me. And I'm never going to. Support yeah. any person that let
1: me freely speak. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm asking.
0: Because everybody wants to know. Ian says,
1: "Dance monkeys, dance monkey." No, that's brass monkey. Um, <laughs> that's the tune I was going for. Oh wait, does is he telling us, yes yeah. monkeys yeah. to dance"? Yeah. But there's also that song. Ian's going to be probably
0: on our next uh, episode or one of the upcoming episodes. One he of the upcoming. Episodes. Texted us today saying he was in. Yeah. We just gotta come up with a topic for him.
1: The topic will be caddyshack. No. The topic will be what does he like?
0: Um hard rock music.
1: Sixties bebop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get some news going.
1: Um, so yeah, we had the election. Um the whole reason we're doing this top ten Sean Connery uh movies is because he has passed away. Yep. On October 31st, Sean Connery left this world. 91,
0: 90 something years old.
1: Uh, let's see. In, he was in, Yeah, somewhere around Living that in the
0: Bahamas. Year- oh, is that where he lived? I mean, he got he he nailed the thing.
1: He retired in the year 2003, I believe, or 2000, one of the two, but um they claim that the last movie that he made was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but right before that like around the same time, either after or before, he did uh, Finding Forrester as well. Oh yeah, um, and maybe those movies will be talked about later. Yeah, you we'll never see. Know.
0: That was uh, recommended but to us by Tim, Mister Jim
1: Bilmer. Jim Bilmer told us to do this. Yep, yep. He's oh, a big a good,
0: Sean Connery fan.
1: That's a good. Uh, that's a good pull. Um, so he passed away, and then one other little tidbit of news that happened this morning: uh, another passing. Alex Trebek. Oh. Passed away at 80 years old this morning after his battle with pancreatic cancer.
0: Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I didn't know that for me. Especially because yeah. I've really been watching that over the last two years and extremely invested in that. So yeah, this I'm, is the first time hearing of it.
1: I apologize for your loss, Chris. And it's going to change Jeopardy forever. I texted David Sedentop this morning when I found out saying like that he passed away. And David answered with what is sadness? Yeah, <laughs> and I said yeah. I was like, yeah. Twenty twenty takes another one, but I didn't know it was. I didn't know he was that bad, like that far along, because I know as far as I knew, he was still like recording episodes up until the summer.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had st- he was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic right. cancer from the gate, and he made it two years, which is unbelievable.
1: Is that That's how long? Two un- years?
0: Unheard of. I mean, I think it was a couple of years, yeah.
1: Holy smokes, yeah. Yeah, he passed away this morning and so I don't know what lies for Jeopardy. Well, I'm interested to see you know, are they going to replace him or is it just going to be done?
0: I think it should be done, but I know he'll want he would have wanted to be somebody to replace him. So, I think he had even said some people. Oh, he did? I think I remember reading something about that. Yeah.
1: Wow. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I ever want to watch Jeopardy without Alex Trebek.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That's uh, it's a really tough one.
1: Yeah, it is. It sucks. Um, that's it. That's all I had for news. Like, those are the only two things. They were sad ones.
0: Okay. I got some more non-sad ones. Okay. Um, or some non-sad ones. To just
1: bring some more non... yeah, or only just I, sad ones. No, not sad ones.
0: Not sad ones. <laughs> Happy ones. Happy ones. Regular right. ones. Uh, Disney Plus has been a good platform, but yeah, oh yeah pretty absolutely. much all they have is The Mandalorian for adults. That's true. So I've not really been able to recommend it necessarily to people that aren't hardcore into Star Wars because unless you have kids, if you have kids, it's, well, you right. Have to have I, it.
1: That's what I was gonna say. Like. In my world, it hasn't been a bad thing. We, there hasn't been a ton on it for me besides Mandalorian, but...
0: It's a go-to every day. Disney Plus is on every day Yes,
1: yeah, great, great
0: um, Anyway, so they've only had the Mandalorian thus far. Obviously, we know that they're working on the, these Marvel shows. Um, WandaVision looks incredible. Yes. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah, and the Obi-Wan show.
0: Obi-Wan show. So there's lots of good stuff coming, but it's like way down the road.
1: Yeah, we really don't know when.
0: Well, they've announced a new one today or last week. Really? Willow series officially Willow? a go at Disney Plus.
1: That's a first I'm hearing too. Willow is one of, I shouldn't say one of my favorite movies, but a movie that I have enjoyed thoroughly throughout my life. And I've watched it a lot. Uh, young Pagoda that comes on the show, Nathan Klein. Um, I remember watching it with him when we were deployed because I got it sent to me. And I've, I love Willow. I think it's great. Warwick Davis, man. I
0: just tried not that long ago trying to get the kids to watch it. They would not. And I forgot the entire beginning is extremely slow. Like when they're walking around the village and he finds the baby and then they have to have like a conference of who's like going to go.
1: It takes a minute.
0: (laughs) It takes a minute. Um, It wasn't not quite as it. I enjoyed it just as much. Yeah. But my kids were like, what is going on here?
1: Isn't it weird that we enjoy those type of movies? And when I watched that for the first time, I was really young. I was a young kid watching Willow. Oh, me too, but I
0: rewatched it a lot, like growing up.
1: Yeah, so did I. But I'm just saying, like, the first time we saw it was when we were really young and it held our attention enough to say, we should watch this again. I mean, it's definitely a kid's movie. It is. Just like, um, why can't I think of it? Oh, I don't know. that Labyrinth.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a little darker, but
1: it's m- much darker, but all right i Um, like labyrinth and i think it is is still
0: from variety kids um disney plus has confirmed a sequel series taking place years after the events of the original ron howard directed pick heading into production next year howard is returning to the project as executive producer so it ron howard's executive producing that's a good thing wow and he's been he's directed a star wars movie he did yeah solo
1: right was it? yeah, it was solo. I was going to say Rogue One, but that's not right. that was solo.
0: Um, he is, Warwick Davis is also an executive producer. And good. I love he will again be playing Willow
1: for the series
0: yeah, a lot a lot older, Holy but he still smokes. looks super young. I he love that his show uh, Life's Too Short.: Yeah, it is one of my favorite shows. I absolutely it's I mean I mean very huge, good. huge Ricky Gervais fan and Stephen Merchant, both of them, whatever but they're kind of side characters. It's isn't hilarious. It? Oh, it's great. Um, it's so. It's one of those shows like The Office that's like painfully awkward. So yeah. many times that yes. you're just like.
1: <sighs> Warwick Davis is. He's a good actor. Has done an incredible job throughout his career, it, like in every movie he's ever been in. But and he's been in so many things he's that people in don't even know. Everything. Anything with makeup with short people, Warwick Davis was behind that mask. Most what do you likely. think
0: is his most? Like, popular role. Do you think it is um, Star Wars? Because he plays an Ewok, but he's in a suit. Yeah, he's wicked.
1: Yeah. So I would say that that is probably his most popular role. I think that's what he's. Or
0: Harry Potter. He plays the Professor um, Sprout. Griffle, the little Griffle Professor. Yeah. Um, so he, and he's actually got he's, more of a role.
1: He does. I don't think it's Sprout.
0: No, I don't think it it's starts
1: Sprout. Starts with a G. So I rewatched
0: you, recently. Um, well, never mind. I'll talk about that later.
1: Um, I, I don't know. No, I, maybe maybe it is Harry Potter. Maybe it's Star Wars. I don't know. I think all everybody just knows what he's done. Like people just know he's been around. Um, what else has he been in? I've heard people argue me and say like, oh, he he was R two D two. He was not. No, he was not R two D
0: two. Kenny something. Kenny G. You're Kenny right. Powers. Yeah, yeah. Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of a trumpet. Um, (laughs) all right. You want to hear what he's been in? Oh yeah, Return of the Jedi, obviously. Um, Labyrinth. He was a goblin. Goblin. Yes. Willow was his first like out of makeup role. Yeah, like starring role. Uh, Obviously, Leprechaun. Yeah, I forgot about that. I'm the
1: Leprechaun.
0: He's that's pretty well known for that. Um, Star Wars Episode One. I didn't know that. Um, what you, was he?
1: What's it say he was? It just
0: says Yoda, walk-in shots, Weasel, and Wade. So he was in character for anybody small, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, Harry Potter, obviously. Professor Phileas Flitwick.
1: Phileas Flitwick. I just saw a description of And he of was his... the goblin at the bank. Yes, he was. Um, but... I- I just saw a description of that guy's wand and how, why he was so good at, uh, like combating, like combat with a wand. Really? Yeah. It was on TikTok. You wouldn't understand. You're,
0: you're getting deep. Um, he was in, I mean, a lot of other stuff that are smaller roles than I'm not, those were his big ones, obviously. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. I really am.
1: Yes. A Willow series. What's it going to be on? Disney plus. Disney plus. I've said plus. it like 8,000
0: times. Sorry. Um, number two, we're getting a new another new show. Okay, this another one. new
1: show on Disney Plus. No, not on, on Disney, Disney Plus. P-
0: not on Disney Plus. Um, geeky rant. sending us this one. Um, Smokey and the Bandit is getting a remake series.
1: What you got peanut butter in your ears or something?
0: Yep, it is coming back. I freaking love that movie.
1: As do I. I I can't
0: wait to see how they're going to completely screw it up because there's no way they're going to portray the South (laughs) the same way they did in the original. No,
1: not in the slightest. it's going to be like
0: garbage politics in it, I guarantee.
1: I sent an, uh, an original poster for Smokey and the Bandit to a Patreon subscriber, Sean Johnson, for his bundle of snarf. Really great poster. And he didn't know where it came from because it came like separate. It was shipped separately for some reason. So the week prior, he had gotten a poster for a movie, not from us, just a random poster showed up his door. A week later on the same day, our poster showed up on his door and he sent me a picture of it of both of them. And he's like, did you send me these? I said, one of them I did. I didn't send the other one. And he still has no idea where these posters were coming from, but it's a good poster and I would like to have it. Once I saw it, I was like, man, I kind of want that poster.
0: (laughs) Um, there's a Smokey and the Bandit comic book as well. There is? there is. Yeah, I think it's from back in the 80s. But is Frog in it? I don't know. Uh, by the way, Jim Seedentop says, Alex was not the original Jeopardy host. Art Fleming was.
1: In the, when did it start? Did that, it start really, in the 60s?
0: He should have framed that in the form of a
1: question. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, he should have.
0: But, ding, who is a Jeopardy expert? Anybody with the name C. Top,
1: yes, <laughs> You have to be a Jeopardy expert in order to even leave their house. As an adult, you're not allowed to leave yeah. until you are an expert on Jeopardy. Uh, I didn't know that. I thought, I thought Jeopardy started with Alex.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, but anyway, Smokey and the Bandit um, executive producer, Danny McBride. That doesn't surprise and me. And he's a funny guy.
1: He's a very funny guy.
0: I believe Seth MacFarlane's involved, but I don't know that for sure. That'd be fun. Um, so anyway. So I'm ex- it should,
1: should be funny, at least.
0: Yeah, it'll definitely be funny. And I feel like uh, Danny McBride has a good Southern... Like, in, if you watch Righteous Gemstones yeah. or really any of his stuff. he's um, spouting down. He's spouting down. That's a little ridiculous. But I like Vice Principles, <laughs> too.
1: I never saw that.
0: That's really good. It's really Is funny. it good? Oh, yeah. It's funny.
1: I never saw any of that. The, my first introduction was Eastbound and Down to him.
0: Yeah, it, I love Eastbound and Down, and it, but it completely goes off the rails towards the end of that oh, series. Yeah. Not bad,
1: just just ridiculous, ridiculous.
0: Yeah, but I love uh, Will Ferrell in it. I mean, obviously that's classic.
1: Yes, isn't that uh, Ashley something? He's the car salesman. Yeah, and then the, have you seen the blooper reel that's on YouTube where it's like. You've never seen that blooper. It's no. I've seen it so many times, and I laugh my butt off. There's a part where so he comes up, Danny McBride staring at um, the guy from the office, um, Jim Halpert. No, Rain Wilson. No, he's from he's in the warehouse. Oh, Daryl from the in the warehouse. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Well, he was in the show too, and they're literally standing in a car lot and they're staring at each other, and then Will Ferrell's character comes up, you know, right next to him, and he's standing there looking at him and he's like, I can't remember what the conversation starts with. But he says, he's like, I can feel it in my plums.
0: Oh, I have seen that. Deep wasn't, in my plums. Wasn't that in the show? Yeah, but okay. it's,
1: the, it's a blooper oh, reel it's a because blooper they, it was like when he was doing the takes for it. Yeah. And he's like, he's like going to take him to farmer's market. But there's one point where he keeps going with this stuff and he's like, he's like one night. Us on top of my wife Lisa, and he's like, "We're hot and sweaty." Said my boy, Julian, opens the door, and she says, "My wife Lisa says, Julian, no, go." And he says, "No, let the boy watch." (laughs) And it's just all ad libbed in front of them, and they just all (laughs) lose it. (laughs) But it's some of the funniest stuff. I, I, every once in a while, I just look it up on YouTube just to watch it (laughs) to make myself feel alive again.
0: I love that show. Yeah. But I, out of the three Righteous Gemstones, absolutely, I still haven't watched that.
1: I don't have a subscription to HBO. John Goodman
0: and um, uh, Walter Goggins is amazing. He should win an Emmy for that.
1: Really? Walter Ah, Goggins? Yeah. Okay. It's a good show. That's what a Patreon subscriber and longtime fan. Erica Fry said it was phenomenal as well. Yeah, it is. Um, but honestly, I've never heard much else about it besides from you two. It, it, are other people watching this show? Uh, Righteous Gemstones?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: You think so? Yeah, definitely. Well, nobody else has told me about it. So as of now, there's only two people that's ever watched it. So it's guaranteed canceled. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I don't. I think it got a season two. Hmm. Lucky. Danny McBride. He's made HBO a lot of money. So John Goodman. But Danny McBride's the writer, creator, and producer.
1: Oh, he is? Yeah. Holy smokes.
0: Um, He's getting some cash. Anyway.
1: Somebody of that cash. Give me For
0: any new viewers on there, we're going to be doing uh, top 10 Sean Connery movies tonight. Yes. But you want to do uh, what we're watching first, because that'll probably take a little bit of time.
1: I think we should, really quick. Yeah, okay.
0: get it out of the way.
1: You don't have any more news? Neither do I.
0: No, I just wrote, Willow, Smoking the Bandit, Politics.
1: Okay. Yep. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and I have election week 2020 and then death. Ooh. <laughs> no, that's,
0: it was Halloween. It was, but it's sad. We haven't talked about Halloween. What about Halloween? It happened.
1: It did happen. You know, you go and get candy. Did again. you dress up? No, I didn't. I did last. Just Wait, I saw last you weekend. on Halloween. Right. We were together. <laughs> <laughs> we were together up in the Elburn. I tell you what, and you you said this, like, if you have the chance to go up close to the suburbs or up to a different city, like where richer people live, go there, because all they pass out are full-size candy bars.
0: Full-size candy bars, a lot of them handing out booze,
1: beer, yeah, yeah. wine. Our kids were pulling in some candy. It, it was I mean, insane. They're, and it's not a huge subdivision. One guy just guy's just giving out $20 loop. bills. Yeah.
0: Forking like, them out. <laughs> I, I was, a, when we said we were going up there, our wives kind of made that all happen. I was a little bit upset at first. Not upset, but I was bummed, I should say. Yeah. I know, you, you, you want to trick-or-treat in your hometown.
1: Right. And walk around it's with kind friends. Kind of a tradition.
0: Like, so I was kind of looking forward to that. So I was a little bummed out by that. And so we got up there, and we after we were trick-or-treating up there, I'm just like, what is wrong with Mizan? Like, these people I are know. terrible. Compared to... what, what this is like a whole different world. I think we've been getting gypped all these years by cheap Mazan people.
1: I think so, too. Because giving away up there, like
0: little mini candy bars and crap.
1: Kristen was worried about uh, at the lady's house that we were at. She was worried about like people not even going to give out candy because it's an older community. She's like, I don't know if they're even going to have candy or if it's going to be a big deal this year or whatnot. Then we start going to these houses, and they're throwing out king-size Snicker bars to people. I was like... Phew where where are we at are we on mars because this doesn't happen anywhere else
0: i saw one garage had a like two full-time masseuses yeah just giving massages yeah i to parents
1: i met my therapist there yeah had a whole sesh (laughs) felt real great that's amazing yeah it was really good um so anyway go up to elburn (laughs) if you want to get candy because elburn's (laughs) where it's at
0: um anyway what were we talking
1: about we're going to do... Uh, what we're watching. What we're watching, yes.
0: What have you been watching, Jerry?
1: Um, so there's just two things. I'll start with the one that nobody else is watching ever, and I just... It's mindless TV, and I literally just started watching it like yesterday, but I've watched it a couple times, and they've made it into this reality. It's a reality series, but they're putting people in jail, and they're, but they're like... I think it's called, I think it's called 60 Days In. I can't remember, but I was watching it today again and it's literally where they put these undercover people into a jail to figure out like who the gang members are, who's dealing drugs, how the drugs are getting into the jail. It's a real jail in Arizona. Um, the sheriff wants to find out what's going on, but they've, this was the fit. I started on the fifth season. So apparently this has been going on yeah, a while. Jail
0: and a lot of people. And, it's just like uh, Kamala Harris.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They just, uh, all they do is live in a jail. It's a real jail. People have gotten killed. There's fights all the time. Um, there's one guy that has been, that's in the jail. that They have to stay in there for 60 days and they're supposed to find out what's going on, right? And they have specific tasks that they have to find out. Well, this one guy is just a fan of the show. He's like, man, I've been watching the show for a long time and I can't believe I'm on it now. He has no credentials whatsoever, <laughs> has nothing behind him. Like other people are like, this guy's a police officer. This guy was in the military for 25 years. This guy was doing this. Like this woman had was in the army and the navy and she taught combatives and things like that. I'm like, all right, I can understand that. Throwing him in a dangerous situation. This guy is literally like, just Joe Schmo. He's
0: like, hi, my name is Glenn. He's, uh, I'm a tax attorney.
1: That's like exactly <laughs> what he is. And he's just like, man, I've been a fan for a long time. And then they throw him in this jail and he literally stands there like this. He's just like blank faced looking around like, all right, well, that guy looks out of place. <laughs> and then they have these cameras set up in the jail all over. And this big fight happens. There
0: must be camera crews walking around. I mean, obviously, people must know what's going on. No,
1: it's just cameras on the wall. Oh, my God. So it's ca- like these little cameras on the wall. that it, it's What is the for.
0: liability here? Are these minimum security prisons?
1: A person was murdered. Like, I I take it back. According to the lieutenant. Yeah, it was a lieutenant that they had that was there, and they were showing pictures of it, but it's blurred out. One of
0: the persons that was...
1: No, 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 a cop. Like, a, a person that worked at the jail was stabbed, like, 21 times and went to the hospital. I don't believe this. And they show people literally punching each other. Like, actual fights where people are getting bloodied up and... Like fighting each other between this like the black like a groups. This terrible show. The black groups, the white groups, the Latinos. Like there's groups in jail, you know? And they just have to live with them. And it is a terrible show. It absolutely is. I'm not telling anybody. feel like you should not be
0: watch watching it. this show. Why? Because it just seems. It's like on Netflix. A terrible trash idea.
1: It's on Netflix <laughs> and it kind of caught my eye. I think it's kind of fun.
0: Okay. I might check it
1: out. And they immediately told the women, so all the women are in the same block and there's three women. Like one of them has to find out about drugs. One of them has to find out, well, whatever. And they immediately told them, they're like, listen, like stay apart from each other. Try not to get in a clique with each other. Like we don't want all three of you being friends in prison because, you know, separate yourselves to try to find out more information. Day one, they sit at the same table and start eating lunch. (laughs) And then they like are inseparable from them. It's like these these dummies and the sheriff literally comments on it and says, we told these girls not to become friends and like have a click and they immediately became (laughs) friends and are inseparable. I don't know. It's trash TV that I'm watching for no other reason than to waste time. Okay. Well,
0: that's good. Yeah.
1: Anything else you've been watching? One more and it's the exact same as you. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, I have been
0: one other thing I've been watching occasionally. I haven't had a lot of time because I've been, Strip tilling, but um, I started watching the new season on Hulu of Cosmos. I think it's called Cosmos, Possible World. You know Cosmos, the show? No. Neil deGrasse Tyson posted. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. Originally, it was Carl Sagan. Yes. Anyway, there's a new season. Uh, and it's weirdly coming out like sporadically throughout the year, apparently. I, I just okay. found out about it, so it's on Hulu. So. Nice. um But it's different than... So I loved the first Cosmos series because it's basically like Neil deGrasse Tyson and each episode is like covering another topic about science. Yeah. Not all of them are astrophysics.
1: Um, I, I've watched some of that. The original. The original show. Because it came out on Discovery, didn't it?
0: Uh, no, Fox. It's on Fox.
1: I thought the original. And they put a
0: lot of money into it.
1: I, I remember watching Seth, the first season. Of I think it. Seth MacFarlane was the, was the producer. was involved with it, yeah.
0: Because um, he he's a huge fan of Carl Sagan and the yeah. original series. Yeah. But anyway, like one episode might be on genetics. One episode might be on this, that. Anyway, it's amazing. I love it. You should, everybody should watch it. I don't know where you can find it. Fox
1: streaming yeah, I app, guess I guess. Hulu, I'm sure.
0: Um, I, the original wasn't on there. Oh, yeah, it was. If it's, it's on Fox, it would it's, it's have Hulu. to be. It's on Hulu. Anyway, so I started watching the newer series from this year, which like it's still Neil deGrasse Tyson, but every episode's on like... Stuff for the future. Like, what's the future going to be like? Really? And I didn't quite like it as much, so I actually quit and went back and just am now rewatching the original series. Okay. Um, anyway, so there's that. I love Cosmos. I, if anybody knows any other good... See, my problem with Cosmos is I don't want episodes on other scientific things. I want every episode about astrophysics and cosmology because <laughs> right. that's what I'm interested in.
1: I agree. So if anybody's it's...
0: got another type of that series... Give me a shout out. I've so, I've watched through the wormhole with Morgan Freeman. That's really good. Oh, you have, yeah.
1: Neil deGrasse Tyson is again on TikTok, and he puts up incredible videos that are just like a one minute snippet of information. That
0: he's one of my favorite people in the world. I, I listen to his podcast.
1: Did you I know? Love that guy. Did you know that if so, it takes ninety minutes for a satellite to travel around the Earth. But it would also take you 90 minutes if you went straight through the earth. If there was a hole straight through the earth, the gravitational pull would be pulling you so fast towards the center that you would hit the center and then go past it because you're flying so fast, you would go past it to the other side of the earth and then come back and you would reach, you know, your first starting point in 90 minutes. Really? And so that amount of time is the same to go around the whole planet.
0: Well, wouldn't it just be some calculation of diameter, radius and circumference?
1: Isn't that weird, though, to go through the Earth and yeah. then the gravitational pulls pulling you so fast that you overshoot it the same distance that you just started from?
0: Here's my problem with this. And then, then you this. come back. That doesn't feel right because is he factoring air resistance? Because there is
1: no air resistance here in space.
0: If you're going through the atmosphere, through the middle of the Earth, there is. There's just a hole. But you're still going to go through the atmosphere.
1: Don't ask, I'm just telling you what he said. I have no idea. Well, I don't think about it that way. I don't is, care about when it. When you
0: came back to the original spot, you wouldn't come quite to that spot. He, I it.
1: think he's thinking of the earth as a donut.
0: Okay. Nowhere. A donut.
1: No, a d- donut. Gotcha. A dune
0: not. Well, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson. I like yeah. everything he's in. I'm I'm not a huge fan of his podcast, Star Talk.
1: It's kind of boring because
0: it's like, I like it, but it's very produced. It's like a clip show. Yeah. And in the live segments that they do with the guests, they're not really doing science as much as like trying to be funny, I guess, Mm -hmm. sometimes.
1: That's why I got out of it. And And then they go to the
0: segments, which is usually like an interview with whatever expert, but they're real short. And then it's broken up in a weird, like NPR. I think it's an NPR show or something.
1: I think it is produced by NPR. Yeah.
0: So it's broken up in a weird way. I, I still like it, but it's not my favorite podcast. I no. wish he had like a more dedicated podcast.
1: Just on his own.
0: On his own. That'd like, be amazing. I love him. on Not like, produced, yeah. just
1: done. Right. Like ours.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He should, should get him Which
1: on. Which is basically perfect. That's <laughs> what we're saying. Um, the
0: big one, of course, we've both been watching is The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Started back up season two on Disney Plus. Um, two episodes have been out. We will talk about them. Uh, now spoilers yes,
1: yes, it will be heavily spoiled.
0: Um, there's nothing that important to spoil, but there will be some spoilers
1: except for death
0: i I loved both episodes, but the first one was w- my favorite.
1: yeah, the first episode by f- way outshadowed the second one. I'm not a, a huge fan of this second episode. It's fine. The beginning of it was awesome. yeah, beginning of it was great. Um, it just fell a little flat for me. There was not much going on. I like the I
0: use of the practical creature effects. I thought that was a cool shout out to the originals. And yeah. I just enjoyed seeing those types of like Muppet like aliens. I thought that was sure. awesome. That was one of my favorite parts of it.
1: I agree with that. I, I enjoyed the part where baby Yoda was like, or the child constantly was eating those eggs. Oh
0: yeah. People have been like, going crazy on uh online about it all pissed off about it
1: really why pissed off why
0: because people are insane jerry so
1: amy was (laughs) amy was mad about it she's like this is annoying why does he keep doing that?" no
0: not annoyed being like oh how could they make that character like kill those babies no way yes people were are you serious it's an
1: egg it's not a baby yet it hasn't even been fertilized (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's it's Um, not anything. It's crazy. I I also didn't enjoy the scene where she was in like the bathtub. That was with the eggs, and they're like catching the eggs. It's just like this is. As soon as that happened, I was like, "This is a strange episode." But the spider creatures
0: were now were they the same spider type creatures from Star Wars Rebels? Because that was a big.
1: That I don't know about.
0: So in Star Wars... You never watched it. That's right. In Star Wars Rebels, they set up a new base on this other planet. And it's like an uninhabited planet, they think. And they set up their base. And there are those exact-looking, big, crawling spider creatures. Really? And they're like a huge problem when they're trying to establish this base. Oh. Because they're like very persistent. Yeah, they just keep coming. Until they can figure out to build like a fence. And then... um, A lot of the later episodes when uh, Ezra's doing his, like, Jedi training um, and they're going out there, it's about them having... That's, like, the existential threat when they're, like, out doing their training. Sure. And um, Kanan, who's blind, he's blind towards the end of the series. Okay. uh, Because of something that happens. Anyway, he goes out to these spiders blind, basically, and having to survive in the wilderness, like, as part of his like final Jedi training to himself. Yeah. And uh, he learns the secret of how Spiders. they live off of fear. So that's how he learns how to control his fear and confront his fear.
1: Wow. So his they life. don't attack him, attack him because he's not scared. Right. Basically, he has no fear. It's um, interesting,
0: a deep, amazing show that everybody needs to watch. Yeah, Star Wars I need Rebels. to start
1: watching that. Um, I, I posted a thing on our social media on Facebook about... Um, star wars their their fan page has put out an article saying that the spiders were based off of a sketch that was for uh empire strikes back when luke goes back to dagobah he encounters one of these spiders oh, that's
0: awesome so maybe it has nothing to do with the spiders from i don't know but Rebels. i
1: i posted it tonight because i saw it and um, it just has a sketch of Luke encountering the big spider on Dagobah, and it's the identical creature. Like, the big one, it looks identical to them. Oh, really? And um, then I had just saw it today on Mandalorian, so I was like, oh, man, they!" it's like another callback. The Mandalorian is huge on callbacks from different things in the Star Wars world. Oh, big
0: time, because Dave Maloney is the biggest Star Wars fan in the world. I
1: love it, but I it fits in perfect because it's this is all happening after the fact, right? Like after everything's the fall of the empire and everything like that. And it just fits so perfectly. So what I loved in episode one was that you meet this new, a new character. What's his name?
0: Um, Timothy Oliphant's character. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think he'll be a recurring one. No.
1: What's his name though in the show? Um, You should know his name. Like Kaz. Von Drake or something. something. I can't remember. Something like that. So you meet him, he's like the marshal of this town, and the Mandalorian's they're thinking he's encountering another Mandalorian, because that's who he's searching for right now, and no, not the case. He just has stolen armor, which is? Boba Fett's. Boba Fett's. It's Boba Fett's armor. As soon as you see that, I was like, oh, "Of course, shit, like, that's tattooing. awesome. Yeah, I know, I just thought it was awesome that you see his armor. He's also later in the episode. So he's wearing Boba Fett's armor and riding a land speeder, which is made out of, uh, Anakin Skywalker's pod racer. It's his engine. One of his engines from his pod racer. I guess I didn't notice that. Oh yeah. So, uh, the Mandalorian's on a regular, like speeder, speeder bike. He's on the engine of Anakin Skywalker's pod racer. And I thought that was really cool. That's Awesome. Um, and I had saw a picture of that. There was a meme that said, you're never as cool as or how do how they phrase it? Like, uh, you're not as cool as whatever unless you ride on Darth Vader's pod racer with Boba Fett's armor. <laughs> that's it's true. pretty sweet.
0: No, I love the episode. I loved it. It was very Deadwood. The bartender was actually the bartender from, from Deadwood. Deadwood. Um Timothy Oliphant's one of my he's great, obviously. I loved the Again, just like the simple, um, obvious storytelling mm-hmm. from a different perspective. I mean, we've seen that story before in other things, that idea. Yeah. Play out, you know, this person meets the other person. They got to team up to take on the threat to the town. I mean, it's yes. very.
1: It's very cut and it's dry. It's very
0: Jetpack Samurai-like. Um,
1: <laughs> it is.
0: <laughs> um, but I loved it. I loved the whole more in-depth you get with the sand people. Uh, yeah. The Tuscan Raiders. Because I've always been super interested in them, but you never, you never get anything. You really?
1: never get anything out of them or, or hear about Other them.
0: Other than the fact that Anakin killed them all. The women
1: and the, and children. the children. Yeah,
0: he did. I love that. Killed all of them. Uh, that's one of my favorite scenes in that movie. And Attack of the Clones is an underrated movie because of the Stop moment it. when he goes out to find his mom. And he's like on the speeder bike going through. The, and that's the first time you hear the yeah. Duel of the Fate song. Yeah. And that's like the first indication you have of him becoming Darth Vader. I think that's an underrated scene and movie. Now that women and children part's terrible obviously, but (laughs) (laughs) um no, but anyway, uh yeah, I love the I love the first episode and was it Yeah, it was the beginning of the second episode though, is I really loved was that when he fought the he got ambushed by the group. That was an amazing Fight scene,
1: yeah, it was very good, it and, was
0: incredible.
1: And then, the uh, he's like a Jawa, I think, but he's not dressed in the same, type not, yeah, I don't uniform. Think it was a Jawa, but well, but he's a similar he looking. Him, he says to him, He's like, You could take that bike, and there's a bunch of scrap money there, oh, and they're yeah. scrappers, so I don't know if it was or not, but uh, he ends up giving him his jetpack. He's like, All right, yeah, you can have it, and the guy runs away and then he like beeps a little button and the jet pack takes off and he just makes him go sky high in the air and then he turns it off and yeah. just drops on the ground but the,
0: the little things That's like when awesome. the jetpack finally lands in front of him and, and then falls, just over. falls over that added so much
1: i know graham was watching it with us and he started cracking up yeah um, but It is little things like that that make this show very, very good.
0: That scene made the whole second episode worth it. I agree. It wasn't quite as compelling. I did love the fact that he gets saved by the New Republic X-Wing pilots at the end. And yes. it just felt... The whole second episode felt super vintage to me. It was and, very vintage. And that's what I loved about it. The first episode was straight Western and... I loved it for completely different reasons. Again, yeah. they're doing this thing. They did that with the first season, and we talked about it all the time. Yeah, every episode had like a little di- different mini theme, yep. a different style of filmmaking. This one was a Kurosawa Jap- uh, uh, samurai movie. This yeah. one was a Western movie. That
1: the only problem I had with the second one is that I felt like. So I say it now, but I'm assuming it will have more impact later on in the series or in the season, but it felt like it wasn't moving any story forward whatsoever it felt it like wasn't. no story moved forward it did nothing to what the mandalorian it either two did is either did the
0: first one really i mean uh, the only story we've gotten right now is he's looking for mandalorians he's, yes and that's it and it's and the the second one i is, think it
1: might be a little bit of an impact it, the from the first episode just because he did find boba Fett's armor you get to see Oh of course that'll come
0: back you later you see
1: that at the end of the show like spoilers like You see Boba Fett at the end of the show. It's got to be him because he's on Tatooine. He fell in a Sarlacc pit years prior. Um, That's got to be who it is. Anyway. It
0: makes me listen to the song uh, Fett's Vet all the time by MC Chris. I love that song. (laughs) I know you do. It's amazing. (laughs) It's fine. I listen to it all the time.
1: But the second episode just felt like, I don't want to say a waste of time because I don't think it will be because he's going to a certain place for these eggs where her husband's supposed to have information on Mandalorians. So there's right. a purpose that he's going there. Just season two, or, everything that happened in that episode was just like, well, I just don't, I didn't need it. Episode two
0: to me felt very much like, a, Oh, I got it. I found this. Now I got to do that to get to here, to do that. It just felt very like, yeah, like rise of Skywalker ish. Like, now we got to go to here. You're and right. This happens. Now we got to go to here. And there's and this no way happens. he would
1: have outran X wings. There's no way. I mean, it was very good piloting on his. And that part was cool too. A razor crest like plane that he has or ship that he has is not going to get away from yeah, well, X wings. They no, would have shot him down. Right no away. slave one. He would have been dead. No, it's not even close to a slave <laughs> one. I don't know. Oh. It it was fine, but all in all. The Mandalorian is phenomenal. Love it. Everybody should watch it. If you haven't watched it yet, start at season one and work your way through. It's not possible to not like this show. The first season was only 24-minute episodes, 25-minute episodes. Really? Yes. They were 30-minute episodes. I don't remember that. That's why I texted you this morning and said the season two is longer. Each episode in season two was 45 minutes. Hmm. The first season was only a half hour. Oh, okay. I and believe you. It blew me away because I was like, wait a minute, this is 45 minutes? Uh, season two
0: premiere was 52 minutes. Yeah. And the second season one... Season one episodes ranged from 30 to 46 minutes.
1: Really? Yes. I just remember them being like 30 minutes long.
0: I like the fact that they can do things like this now with streaming. They can make the episode as long as they need it to make. Yep. I like...
1: To tell the story instead of you know, cut it up.
0: Last Kingdom, where every episode's like an hour on the nose. But it it does feel long sometimes.
1: Yeah, they do. Uh, Last Kingdom blows me away because of how much story they go through in one episode. It's crazy. I've said it before on previous uh, episodes that we've made of Snarf Talk, and these writers need to be applauded. They need awards. They need a break. (laughs) <laughs> because they have written so much content per episode that it's unbelievable. Like, we got, I remember when we wrote um, Fourth Reich and put out our first issue, like, I put it on Reddit for people to look at and give us a little critiques and stuff. And we got some feedback back. And one of them was that you're chewing through so much story, you'll never be able to keep up with this. Like, you're telling too much in one issue. Yeah. I remember hearing that and I was like, man, they're kind of right. Like we are moving like that one book could have been
0: five and, issues.
1: Yeah, like we could have broke that up into a lot. And I was like, man, they're right. We that's a really fast pace. Last Kingdom, they don't take any of that information at all. Like nobody's ever told them that. And they're like, put as much as you possibly yeah, they can. They never in one posted episode. uh
0: to our, Reddit. P- our, <laughs> our comic Comics. books uh on Reddit.
1: Yeah. They should have because uh it's just so much. Yeah, I, I guess they shouldn't have because this, the show is just very, very good. They've
0: done 10 seasons worth of story in five seasons. They have.
1: And that's why they're, they'll have to end after the fifth season. Yeah. Because everybody's brains are dead.
0: <laughs> um. So, yeah, Mandalorian is a win. I wasn't even worried it's, for a second.
1: Oh, no, I wasn't at all. I was just very excited for it. Yeah. I don't care what they give us. I don't care if it was just...
0: And I don't. It's I don't feel like I feel like it's better or worse than season one. It just feels like an extension thereof,
1: which is perfect because of the way they label the episodes as well. Yeah, it's like chapter nine, chapter ten. It's like just a book that you keep flipping through the pages. How many seasons? It's the same story. If
0: they have an uh, an idea in mind, or if they're just going to keep going with it, I'm sure
1: they. I'm sure they have an endpoint.
0: This doesn't feel like the kind of thing that just goes on for ten years.
1: No, it can't.
0: It seems like uh, three. For maybe five seasons, they have to
1: have an endpoint as to where the child goes. Right. You know, like he's going to have to deliver them somewhere or him somewhere. And
0: but then they can go anywhere from that,
1: right? And then the Mando, like Mando, just lives his life. You know, and I guess you could tell a story about that, but I think the main story. I here still is maintain
0: just, my favorite episode to date is your least favorite episode, the one where he he goes to the small village.
1: I don't think that's my least favorite episode. It was of, I guess it was of season one at the time, because it just was overshadowed by so many other episodes.
0: Or well, that last to one to me was it the last one, the one where they're going through the river of lava and
1: uh, yeah, that's the last the one. The droid sacrifices himself. Oh, that's such a we. Amy and I rewatched that uh, yesterday because she won. She was catching up on Mandalorian. She loves it but she wanted to watch the last episode of the first season before she started the new season just to refresh her brain. And when that happened again, I was like, Oh man, it's like, we've lived so much with this droid. (laughs) And Amy had no connection to him whatsoever. She had forgotten about all of that. And then he like sacrifices himself. And I was like, that's a really sad part. (laughs) She's like, Oh, is it? I was like, yeah. Like we've lived a life with this droid and he's like supposed to kill everyone, but now he's saved him and he's a nurse droid and he brought him back to life and <laughs> sacrificed himself. Like he doesn't have a brain, but he's doing things like a human would. And I started getting really in depth about this droid. She's like, Okay. <laughs> all right. I was like, well, that's a sad part. And it hit me hard for yeah. the first in the first season.
0: I just it's, I'm gonna have a hard time waiting week for week on this. I just
1: I want more. I thought that, but the second episode creeped up on me really fast. This week went by really fast, and it all did, of a sudden, but now I realized I feel like, like, oh the- shoot, I got another episode to watch.
0: Yeah, I actually didn't even watch it till
1: this Today. morning. Yeah, that's how you were watching at the same time I was yeah. this morning when I texted you.
0: Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's what we've been watching.
1: That's all we've been watching at all. Nothing else.
0: Is it time for the top ten?
1: It is time for our top ten. Sean Connery movies of all time. And mind you, these are our picks. Our picks. This is not going to be like what is rated as his top 10 movies of all time that get, got him awards. No, sir. Or ma'am. Or yeah. child. It is what we like, what I like, what Chris likes, and we're going to rank those movies as our top 10. Don't take this as like, you know, what should be put into the, you know, film Hall of Fame, whatever <laughs> right. that's called, um, because they're not. Yeah. Some of them are not are not going to be that.
0: And mine um, aren't. Obviously, this is we're doing this one because of the timeliness of his passing, and then Tim requested it. Um, probably wouldn't have been one that I would do without some sort of sort of an imprint. I'm not like I'm honestly a huge Sean Connery fan, right? Not not a fan, right? Kind of. Indifferent.
1: Indifferent. Yeah, I've been the same way. Um, He was a little bit before our time.
0: Yeah, and I haven't seen, yet we caught him at the end of his career. Right. Um, I'll be honest. A lot of them, when I went and looked at his full filmography, a lot of them I haven't seen. I haven't either. Most of them I haven't seen, to be honest. So, you know, like you said, I picked ones that I have seen. A lot of them I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. And I don't really remember all that well, Um, but that's what I picked.
1: Yeah, I'm the same way. I did a little bit of research on some of them to refresh my memory. Um, I've got some notes down because I have, I mean, obviously, I've seen all of these movies and some of them I haven't seen recently, but there are some really good movies on here that everybody has most likely seen and enjoyed, and this dude acted his ass off. In these movies.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: He comes in it with a Shakespearean poetic type And just type doesn't acting.
0: give a fuck about his accent. <laughs> not
1: at all. He's not going to change his accent. He's going to be who he is yeah. and he's going to steal your wife.
0: Um, all right, we'll <laughs> go with number. Well, before I do, start my number 10, there was one that I had never heard of. What's that? But I watched the trailer when I was doing research. And, like, I want to see it more than anything now. The man who would be king.
1: Okay, yeah. So he was in that with Michael, Michael Caine. Caine. Michael cocaine.
0: Michael Caine. Yeah.
1: And I saw that as well and was reading about it, and I feel like it's something I need to watch yeah, because it sounds I, really good.
0: I watched the trailer. It looks awesome.
1: And Two it's a-
0: rogue ex-soldiers formed non-commi- former non-commissioned officers in the British Army who set off from the late 19th century British India in search of an adventure and ended up in... Kafiristan, where one is taken for a god and made their king. It which looks is, amazing. Which is
1: Sean Connery. So, so Sean Connery looks as a deity. They they think of him as a deity, and they make him his king. Deity? 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 Definitely deity. I don't think so. I think it's deity.
0: I'm going to tell you with 100% certainty, it is not deity. Are you sure? Uh, yep. Alright. Deity.
1: I don't know. Either way, that's what it said in the description, and sounded really good. Yeah,
0: it's based on a Rupert Kipp... Rud, Rudyard Kipling <laughs> novel. Say that again? Rudyard Kipling. You okay, know him?
1: Rudyard Kipling.
0: Now I do. Jungle Book.
1: He wrote that?
0: Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, he was like a...
1: A guy that wrote books.
0: Old, famous author. Yeah, the Jungle Book was probably his most famous thing. Anyway. Nice. Um, so, my number 10... Gonna catch a lot of shit for this, alright <laughs> okay. I'm gonna tell you right now. All right, there was a lot of movies I could have picked from, a lot of, especially Bond movies and stuff. I picked a love movie you. for my number ten. I love that. Bond I movies. will admit, I have never seen. I've never seen this movie. Oh, but again, just reading about the movie, I'm like, this has got to be in my top ten because I want to see it more than anything. Yeah, and it's Time Bandits.
1: I've never seen it, and um, I didn't put it in mine. My-
0: it was. Co-written, produced by Terry Gillum so, um, from Monty Python. So it's a Monty yeah. Python movie.
1: It's a Monty Python movie, yeah.
0: Starring Sean Connery and John Cleese. That I didn't know. And John Cleese. Uh, I love Monty Python. I love John Cleese. I've heard of the movie over the years. I, I guess I never saw it. No. Because I watched the trailer and nothing looked familiar to me. Did it come out
1: in 81 or something like that? It
0: came out in 81. That's right. That's what I thought. Um, and I'm just such a fan of John Cleese and such a fan of Monty Python um, that I I want to see it, and I guarantee it's good. It looked good. The trailer was awesome. So,
1: Yeah, I read about it. It sounded good, but I, I too, have not seen that movie.
0: He plays uh, King Agamemnon like from ancient Greece. Really? Yeah. So I want to see it. I put it on my number 10. Sorry. I'm not sorry. That's the way I did it.
1: So my number 10 is also going to catch a bunch of crap. Because nobody really liked this movie at all. But I remember going to the theaters and seeing it in early 2000s. And I had already talked about it earlier as it being one of his last movies ever made. It is League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
0: You know I was going to put this on my list because, and I don't remember it very well, but I liked the movie.
1: I... Loved the movie. I went to the theater with a bunch of friends. I remember Molly Meyerhofer being there or Molly Kaminsky. Ooh, She's she in might, our
0: she might coloring be
1: contest. She went to the movies with me for that. And a, I think a couple other people went, but we saw this movie and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now I usually enjoy most movies that I go and see in the theater, especially because that's just how I am. But this one I've went back and watched multiple times. I've seen it on, you know, regular TV. Watched it and it hits just as well to me as it did when I saw it originally. It's a good movie. It's like a action adventure, yeah, film that is comic booky, and I love it. Yeah, Gene um, like Jean, Jean Grey is or uh, is it Jean Grey?
0: No, not
1: Jean Grey. That's something gray. X Men. Yeah, I know it's something gray. Where he can't look at his own picture, he'll die.
0: The portrait of Dorian Gray. Dorian
1: Gray. Oh yeah, he's in it. Yeah, because if he looks at his own portrait, he'll die. And then no, uh, no,
0: don't you know the story of that?
1: Yeah, he'll eventually it. it, His picture ages, but he doesn't. Yeah, right. But if he looks at it, he will then age and die. Oh right. Okay. Um, and then he, Sean Connery plays like, uh, I can't remember. Ah, uh, whatever. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It Check like it Alan out. Alan
0: Quartermain or something. like yeah, that?
1: Yeah, it is something like that. Yeah.
0: Um, I should have put that on my list. That should be number number nine, but it isn't. My number nine is uh, Thunderball.
1: Oh, James Bond. So you're not a big James Bond. I'm fan. not. A, I'm
0: not a big James Bond fan. I,
1: which is just, just like.
0: Not that I'm not awful. a. It's not that I'm not a fan. All right, I am a fan. I just haven't seen a lot of the older ones.
1: Oh, really? Um,
0: I saw a bunch of the Sean Connery ones. I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen pretty much every one of them. Um, I like the Roger Moore ones a lot. Those were more my favorite. Mm. Obviously, I've seen everything since Pierce Brosnan, and I love the new ones. Yeah, I really do, too. I I don't know why I'm saying I'm not a huge fan. I am a fan. I love the Daniel Craig ones the most. You've
1: said it a lot, though, that you... It's just
0: not like I'm not as into it as I am other things. I know people are really into James Bond. A lot of people I know. I love it. Um, anyway, but I do remember a lot of the older, and I have rewatched them more fairly recently. I watched any generally anytime I saw see an old Bond movie on TV, I would watch it. Now yeah. I don't know the last time it doesn't work. TV doesn't work like that anymore. It
1: doesn't. It doesn't work like that anymore. <laughs> so and you have to search it out. It's kind of sad watch
0: that it. you can't on a Sunday afternoon be sitting at home and come across, you know, a old James Bond. It's movie. It's still just possible.
1: It. You just have to watch your dish.
0: I think they're all on HBO, by the way. I think they own that Are catalog. They? I,
1: I haven't seen a James Bond movie in a long time besides one of the new ones, but the older movies, I haven't seen them out in a long time.
0: So this one um is one I do remember. Um I just remember it being I, I think it's 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 the one of the first ones that has like good special effects. Like it's higher budget, yeah. Good special effects. Yep. There's like exciting scenes. I, he flies away on a jetpack.
1: I don't know if that was in the 60s or 70s. 65. Oh, okay. So it is early 60s because he started as James Bond in like 62, I believe. Yeah.
0: Dr. No was his first one, I think.
1: Yeah. 61 or 62. And then he, he went all the way into the 80s. He went into like 81. Um, I don't remember what that one was. Never say... Remember never. He came back though, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He stopped, he had his last one in the seventies and then he came back in like 81 and did another one.
0: Um, anyway, so I put that down as my number nine. I do remember that one. And I remember it just being a little more of an exciting. Some of the other ones aren't as exciting.
1: Yeah. So this one, again, people like a Sean Connery purist would hate me for putting this in here because he's not, you don't actually ever see Sean Connery in this movie, you only hear his voice because he plays a dragon. Oh, I forgot about that movie and I should be on my top 10. Dragon heart. Dennis Quaid is a knight basically that is sent to kill this dragon. And then he meets him and ends up finding out that he's really not like a bad dragon. And he's, I, I didn't read up on it to refresh my memory, but I think like he's trying to reach the stars or something. like, he's trying to go home to the stars. I can't remember, but the dragon ends up saving them all. But Sean Connery has a huge part in this. Like the dragon is the main character of this show and does so many things. And he's funny. Like the dragon's funny, but he's also very serious. There's like brutal fight scenes between two dragons. It's awesome. It's an awesome movie. It's like when, I remember watching it, obviously, when I was younger, and I thought the CGI was incredible. I was like, you can't make a dragon any better than they made it in this movie. There's no possible way to and make it's it. it's not bad. It's not bad. But I've also seen side-by-side images of the dragons from Game of Thrones to Dragonheart, and holy crap. It's, <sighs> really? Yeah, you can't even compare them. It's really bad when you look at it now. But at the time, I was like, that's really what a dragon looks like. This is what a dragon would be. It's a great movie. It's really fun. I loved it.
0: Awesome. That was what? Your number? Nine. So my number eight, I had something else, and I'm changing it now to, to Dragonheart. Okay. Because <laughs> I forgot about it. And Normally, I, we don't allow this. Yeah, we do. Why, why not? We've we, never had it happen before. I'm
1: positive you've yelled at me for this.
0: So originally, I had on my list a uh, 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 really crazy weird movie just because it's a really weird crazy movie. Okay. Uh, Zardoz. I never saw it. Um, I saw it years and years and years ago. Not when I was younger, but at, like when I was in college. It's from the 1974. It's like a super low budget science fiction movie. Science hmm. fantasy movie. That sounds fun. Um, it, it It's really bad. But like, <laughs> okay. good bad. You know yeah. what I mean? I'll read you the plot. In a future post-apocalyptic apocalyptic earth in the year 2020 20- 2093, the human population is divided into immortal Eternals and mortal Brutals. The Brutals live in a wasteland growing food for the Eternals, who live apart in the Vortex, leading a luxurious, aimless existence. The connection between the two groups is through Brutal Exterminators, who kill and terrorize other Brutals at the orders of huge flying stoneheads called the Zordas, the Zardas, <laughs> which supplies them with weapons in exchange for food. Uh, okay. It's Crazy. You should see, look up pictures and see the outfit that he wears. He wears like a, a red uh, underwear suspender thing. Wow. It's crazy. Uh, I have seen it. It's been a long time ago. It's one of those ones I watch because it's like famous for being bad.
1: Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. So anyway, I put that down as number Eight. Eight. My number eight, we've already talked about on a previous top 10 that involved Nicolas Cage. Ooh. And it is a movie called The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. He is an old grizzled, like veteran type person in this movie. a prisoner. Was he a prisoner? Yeah. yeah, he was a prisoner, right? And yeah. then he's the one who shows him how to get into Alcatraz. Right. Yeah. Great movie. I love it. I don't know how much more I need to talk about <laughs> it besides Sean Connery is in it. He has a great part. Nicholas Cage is the main character but does a very good job.
0: No, absolutely great one. All right, my number 7 um going back to the Bond. Oh. Uh to like the best of the early Bond movies. Yeah. Goldfinger.
1: Goldfinger. Yeah.
0: Love that movie. Well, yeah. Uh as one of the probably the easiest ones to watch now. It's got the most, I don't know, it's just the best. It's like the best of the old Bond movies. We'll talk about it more. Okay. Um, That was my number seven.
1: My number seven is a movie called, and this was, uh, again, one of his last movies, called Finding Forrester. Have you ever seen it?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I have seen it. It's a good movie. It's It's a great movie.
1: It's like a classic young kid finds an old guy. They become friends. He thinks he's not going to like him. Like Sean Connery's character kind of like doesn't, he's an author. He wrote books and he doesn't want any part of what's going on until they like create a bond and then work through the whole movie that way. And he, some of the lines that Sean Connery talks about, like from the books that he wrote and he like reads little like snippets from the books that he wrote I think it's really good. Yeah. I think it's really good dialogue, and I think he does an incredible job acting it out through the whole movie.
0: And the kid's not like living up to his potential. Right.
1: And he's like building him up to make him a better it's, person. It's a million
0: dollar baby. It's, uh, it's a
1: classic storyline, yes. right? You ha- you've seen it before in a million different movies, but I just really love the way he acted in it. Yeah. It's good.
0: All right. That's my number. That was your number seven. My number six is. Finding Forester. Oh, nice! <laughs> and we just talked about it, obviously, but yeah, I do like it sticks out. I remember seeing it. I probably saw it then, like at the time.
1: Yeah, I think um, it was two thousand
0: three. Two thousand.
1: Two thousand. Okay.
0: Um, Gus Van Sant. Yeah. Who I was a fan of, uh, back in the day. Back in the day. Um, which was a Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, because he was the director of Goodwill Hunting. Correct. Yeah. Anyway, um, this is kind of a Goodwill Huntingy Hunting-y movie. It is. They made a lot of those kinds of movies. Dead Poets, Society, like all those were going on that in time that time frame. frame. This one was a little, you know, different than that. But, yeah, I really like this movie as well.
1: Um, and he's old. And he's, I haven't
0: seen it in a long, probably since then. Yeah, I really I don't think either.
1: I've rewatched it. A lot of these movies are, though, are that way, yeah. where I haven't seen them in a long time. Uh, so that was what 9, 8, ten nine eight six. seven my number six I'm finally cracking into the james Bond movies
0: <speaking in>
1: <speaking in> from Russia with love ooh, that's a good
0: one. I remember that one so that was the second one, right?
1: Yes, um, let's see, let me read something about it here. He's fighting people. So the bad guy is Donald Red Grant, an ex-KGB officer. Um, and then Agent Rosa Klebb is involved with it. But th- the funny part about this that I wanted to talk about was that she's, like, helping him out. but Or no, is she a bad guy? She's a bad guy, and she's got poison-tipped shoes. <laughs> so, like, her shoes have poison at the tip and she just kicks people and then they die awesome this is what i love about james bond movies (laughs) especially then the villains the crazy things that happen in these movies and anybody i like i love stories about russia being Uh, bad me too (laughs) and kgb of course you have to put kgb involved with anything with russia and james bond beating them i mean how can you not love it
0: i love it i like that movie too I'm now remembering more of the James Bond movies, especially the Sean Connery ones, because those are the ones you'd see the most often.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. That's what they they showed all the time. time. He was the classic Bond. He's known as James Bond. Absolutely. And you have to put him in your top ten.
0: Um. So my number, what was that for you? Six. That was your six. My number five, (laughs) again, is not a highly acclaimed movie at all. Um, but i have fond memories of it and would watch it again right now yeah and that is first night
1: dang it yeah i forgot about that movie first night that's uh, richard Gere. richard gear is the knight
0: yeah and it's like the arthur story except for it's and he's i don't know king if this arthur. is the first yeah he's king arthur Yeah. i don't know if this is the first one that where it's like flipped Right so like King Arthur's not really he's not really the main character I don't think
1: No he's not Richard, like Gears Richard Years is the main character yeah. for more.
0: Anyway uh, I absolutely love anything to do with knights anything to do with the Arthurian legend and yeah, Guinevere absolutely. and Lancelot and any of that stuff I'm a huge huge fan of any of those types of movies um, every single one of them is good in my opinion but this one is really hokey Mm -hmm. And really like heavy on the romance angle. Uh, But I absolutely love it. I love this movie. I want to watch it like I'm probably going to watch
1: it now this week. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I would watch it. That's one of those movies that would come on like TBS on a Sunday that you would sit and watch all the time. And I've seen it probably a hundred times because they play it so much. Richard
0: Gere was Lancelot. That's right. Absolutely love it. So that was my number five.
1: All right. We've cracked the top five. My cracked the top five. Number five is continuing on with the James Bond legacy. Uh, (laughs) Dr. No. Yes, that's the first one, right? Dr. No is his first one. 1961, I believe. Loyal CIA agent Felix Leiter. While dodging tarantulas, fire-breathing dragons, and a trio of assassins known as the Three Blind Mice, Bond meets up with a beautiful honey rider and goes face-to-face with the evil Dr. No. Yeah. Which is basically what Austin Powers was, you know. Well, it draws from all of them. It does, but like his Dr. No is... um,
0: Right, right, right. Doctor Evil, yeah,
1: Doctor Evil, like he is Doctor Evil, like that is the character. They look exactly alike,
0: and then he has number two with the eye patch, and that's from Thunderball, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yep. um, yeah, yeah. Doctor No, I don't remember Doctor No at all.
1: Oh, you don't? It's Almost so good. No like memory it's a, of it. it's the classic James Bond. Like this is where it all starts. That was from. yeah, that but was. then. When we get into Goldfinger and a little bit later, it really stems into like what James Bond was about. But Doctor No started it all because he comes back and the other CIA agent Felix. Yeah, there's a sequel to it. Yeah, he comes back through all, all of it as well.
0: But there's a sequel directly to Doctor No, right? But um, the third one. The, uh, I don't remember. There, there is a storyline on one of them from Die the, Another Day. It's the one. There's Dr. No from Russian with Love, and then the next one, I think, is like a sequel to Dr. No, but I can't remember what it is. Anyway, I could be wrong about that. My number four is The Untouchables. Really? Yeah.
1: That's your number four. Mm.
0: So we're going to talk about it later, I assume? Yep. Okay. Well, I won't go too much into depth that, because we'll talk about that
1: uh, little Brian
0: De Palma classic. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah. That's my number four.
1: Uh, my number four is a little movie called Hunt for Red October. Oh, love it. Are we going to talk about that again? Uh, yep. Okay. Good right movie. Right now,
0: might as well talk about it because it's my number three, Hunt for Red October.
1: I mean, Russia again, Soviet Union, you know, Cold War, submarines, living on a submarine.
0: If I remember correctly, and it's been a while since I've seen it, uh, I love anything to do with Jack Ryan. Uh, yes. Uh, Alec Baldwin- was that the first Jack Ryan movie? I
1: believe so, as I far so, as yeah. I know.
0: Um, anyway, but Sean Connery played a Russian, right? Yes. A Russian uh, traitor.
1: Yeah. No. But, um, yeah, he Sean was, Connery did.
0: That's what I said, right? Sean Connery. No, you
1: said Alec Baldwin. No,
0: Alec Baldwin played Jack Ryan.
1: Right. And Sean, and Sean Connery, Connery was
0: the rogue Russian... He defected. ...defector. Yeah. But... Nobody knew it on the American side, so he was running from the Russians and from the Americans, basically. Yes. To get. Anyway, but he didn't have a Russian accent, right? Not at all. That, I remember. <laughs> like He has no Russian accent. Even at the time accent. when I saw it as a kid, or not a kid, but it was in the mid-90s, right?
1: 1990.
0: Oh, that. so yeah. At the time I saw it as a kid... I remember thinking that I'm like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. Wait, he's a Russian?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it didn't care. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. It's such a good movie. Sean Connery's going to play this part, and he immediately said he doesn't want to have a Russian accent. That's fine. We're going to go with it. We're just going to call him a Russian.
0: I love the just the suspense of that movie. Do you
1: think they played it as like since he's a defector and he's going to be with like the U.S. He could have whatever voice he wanted. No,
0: (laughs) they said we can get Sean Connery. Let's get him. He was a superstar.
1: It's true. In 1990, he could do whatever he wanted to do. But this movie is really fun. I love it. You don't really see many submarine movies. And they're awesome. You know, where you're stuck in a submarine and that's the only place you can go. That's hard to do. I think uh,
0: one of our one of my friends and I believe a listener just French. Yeah, he just did his final. Uh, he was he was a submarine person. <laughs> S- Submariner. Submariner. I think he's done now. He just did his final voyage.
1: Yeah, he got off the boat and going to Colorado.
0: Congratulations to him.
1: Yes, congratulations he's for making it going to... Up. What's the... What <laughs> is it in there?
0: It's like strategic command, right?
1: I don't know. The I SM, have no
0: idea what he, he's doing. He said it. I can't remember what it is.
1: Either way, being on a submarine terrifies me. Um, I don't want to be underwater. Like My
0: that. neighbor right down the road, at the corner, was on a submarine. And... He's like hardcore into it. He goes to all the clubs, like he goes to all the memorials, the dedications. He goes to the submarine at the Museum of Science and Industry and gives tours and answers oh, really? questions. Yeah. That's I didn't like know this. his thing. He's like the submarine. He like works with the organizations that restore the submarine, these submarines think and put them that. on display different places.
1: I think it's crazy to think about that you're stuck on this ship. It's completely closed in. It's the only place you have to go. And you're just like blindly, it's not blind, obviously. People are navigating it, but they're only navigating it off radar. You can't see anything. Right. It's just, or sonar, I guess it'd be sonar, right? I don't know. Whatever technology they use to see. An onar. Yeah. <laughs> One of the onar, Some type of onar <laughs> they're using. Um, and it it's terrifying to me. Because if you have any issue whatsoever and you just sink,
0: but they never do.
1: I know, they and don't. And
0: also, they're empowered by nuclear reactors. I'm
1: pretty sure in Hunt for Red October, they sink. Maybe. To the bottom, and but then they like, get back Are we all up.
0: thinking about the fact that they're powered by nuclear reactors? They
1: are. It's insane, well, right? Well, some of them. Not all of them are. But most of them. Most of the U.S. ones are.
0: Yeah. And they, it was in Hunt for Red October. Right? Yeah. Um, but isn't that crazy? They have a nuclear reactor on a submarine, and we've had them for like 40 years or 30 years And they're running submarines and we're having no issues with that. But yet we can't have
1: nuclear power. Could we
0: even take the reactor that size and like just put it in a town square? Be like, we're just gonna power this town.
1: I'm pretty sure you could.
0: I'm pretty sure you could
1: too. I mean, I'm no nuclear physicist, but
0: we should ask Wrench because he is. That's that's what he did.
1: Right. He was well, he's a nuclear engineer.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's the person that ran the nuclear engine on the submarine. No, he's
1: a electrician. Nuclear electrician something. or something. Nuclear. Nucleoid. It's pronounced nuclear. Pretty sure it's nucleoid.
0: Um, that's from The Simpsons. Anyway, that was my number three, too. Hunt for
1: Red October. Uh, so now I'm on my number three. Yes, sir. Which is probably going to be talked about again. Last Crusade.
0: Oh, yeah, that's going to be talked about again.
1: Yeah. All right. That's, <laughs> that's an Indiana Jones film. Yeah. And we will speak about it later.
0: All right, my number two is The Rock.
1: That's your number two?
0: Yeah, that's my number two.
1: It's a great movie. I love that movie. I love it, too. It's great. It's super fun. You've got big green balls that you've got to stop from breaking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that hang in like a chandelier type <laughs> thing, and they jingle around. And you, why you would have them jingle around like that, glass balls that can't break apart.
0: Because they're inside know. the tubes.
1: I understand but they can still move around in the tube. Must that? Wouldn't they? I don't know. Well, as soon as you pull them out of the tube, they jingle like crazy. And,
0: <laughs> and you got to dive in slow motion and catch them in the last them. second.
1: Otherwise it'll eat your in face off.
0: Full Michael Bay fashion. It's so
1: good. <laughs> it's so, it's so good.
0: <laughs> so that's my number 2, The Rock. Everybody knows it. We're not gonna spend a lot of time on it, so.
1: My number 2. Back to James Bond. Ooh. Goldfinger. Oh yeah, Goldfinger. It is the classic James Bond movie. Absolutely. I think this is where everybody everybody remembers James Bond. Like when they remember James Bond, they're remembering this movie. Yeah. If you think about Sean Connery, it's probably the one of the most popular ones, right? It's absolutely of one of the most popular, and rightfully so because it's so good. Uh, and they, got, they they I, do
0: this on Austin Powers too, right? Oh yeah, they do Gold Member. Yeah, yeah
1: Gold Member, Goldfinger, um, Gert Frobe is the actor that plays Goldfinger. And I just, as soon as I read that name, I was like, ah, that's from, or they use his name in, um, what is that David Spade movie? Why can't I think of it? Oh, Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt. They rename one of the guys Gert B. Frobe, which is the actor that plays Goldfinger. And I just put that together Hmm. today. Um, the, the, So he's raiding Fort Knox. He's going to take a bunch of like gold, obviously, from Fort Knox, and that's the whole storyline. He has to stop him from doing that. And it's in the U.S. of A. Yes, and it is in the U.S. And the woman, like the love interest woman that has nothing to do with him, is not interested in James Bond, but they become a love interest later. Spoilers. Of course. You know what her name is? No. Pussy Galore.
0: I thought you meant in real life.
1: No. In the show. Yeah. Pussy galore. You can never do that again. It will (laughs) never happen again. You'll never hear that as a character name. How they got away with these (laughs) names uh, is beyond me because it's ridiculous. Even at the time, they had to think like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Apparently not. People went along. They're based
0: on books, right? I wonder if it was like that in the book.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: They're not all based on books, though. I don't think are they.
1: I don't know if all of them are, but I think this one is Um, playing
0: all week. By the way, this week at the AMC Naperville 16, is it really? And the AMC Crestwood 18, uh, around here, yeah, playing tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7:15 every night.
1: This is the first one where you see Odd Job in it. We should go.
0: We should go this week.
1: Odd Job is the little henchman where he throws his hat.
0: Let's do a Snarf Rock Road Trip and see Goldfinger this week. I think be. we should. Because it's 7.15. It's early enough for you, right? Oh,
1: yeah. What day?
0: Um, any day this week.
1: Oh, it's the whole week?
0: Yeah. And it, maybe the weekend, too. I can only see till th- Thursday right now.
1: Let's do... T- we should do Tuesday because I have
0: Wednesday off. Okay. Let's do it. If our wives let us do it. Yeah, I don't see why. Not. <laughs> we totally screwed up because you are a lazy bastard. And we, we're going to see uh, Empire Strikes Back... I know. In the movie theater, which I've never seen on the big screen, I don't think. I haven't. And I was super excited about it, and
1: Jerry was too tired. There, There's reasons for that. Too tired and too hungover. <laughs> that may have been a problem <laughs> for me. It is what it is, Chris. You were involved with all of it. It's your I, fault. I was,
0: I was. But I was responsible, and I went home. Or actually, you went home before me. All right. Like right before me. Yeah. Um, anyway, so what? that was your number two? Yeah. Any, mo- any more on that? Great movie. My number one is 100% what everybody would expect it to be and what Jerry already knows it is. Yes. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. My favorite Indiana Jones movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. And I love Sean Connery in it. He's,
1: He's incredible. This
0: was the beginning, I think, of his resurgence.
1: Resurgence, yeah.
0: Because he was James Bond. Basically.
1: I mean, really from I think eighty it was either like eighty one or eighty three or whatever, he did James Bond again for the last time when he came back for the one show. And that was
0: like it, right? One movie. And uh, then uh,
1: after that you really didn't see him again. I don't know any movies that he played up until like the nineties.
0: Well, it's because he got old. So he made a new career for himself. Yeah. As an old man. And that was this was the first time. So Isn't that amazing? So, in 1962, he did Dr. No. And then, from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, Thunderball, You Only Live Twice, on her mat. See, I don't know how many he did here. Did he do, um, yeah, he was an octopusy. That was 83.
1: I thought 83 was the last one he did.
0: That might be. Who was in A View to Kill?
1: I don't know. You're looking at it. Why are you asking me?
0: Anyway. Um this Why was don't his you just like, look up only Sean Connor. We're talking about bombs. Indiana Jones now. Yes, we are. This was his basically comeback and it's
1: awesome. When awesome did that movie. come out?
0: Um in the last crusade. Late
1: 80s would have been. Was it? Yeah. I'm not aware. Because Hunt for Red October was nineteen ninety, so we had already started the
0: the resurgence. Indiana Jones came out in nineteen eighty nine. Oh, okay. So the that's year before, what got him up there. Um, I don't know. I just watched this movie like last weekend. It was on. Did you? And it was on TV and I just watched it. it on. The only reason I did is because I went to check my direct TV, which I've had no direct TV all summer because uh, there's a tree that blocks COVID. my satellite dish. COVID. And so finally the leaves fell off the tree. So I'm like, oh, I got TV again. Yeah. And that's what I watched. They were running a Perfect. marathon on AMC.
1: And you saw the last one? I
0: watched Temple of Doom and Last Crusade.
1: And you love Temple of Doom? Uh, No. Anyway,
0: so I love the scene where, so obviously, Indiana Jones uh, starts to have a relationship with the German woman, Mm -hmm. the Nazi woman, who he finds out later, stabs him in the back, basically. Right.
1: Takes everything out of the room.
0: When he finally gets to uh, get his dad from the castle, she shows up and... Sean Connery says something like, um, she was a, she's a Nazi. He's like, how do you know? She's like, well, she talks in her sleep. And that moment when they both realize that they both slept with her, uh, or Indiana Jones yeah, realizes it at least, I don't yeah. think Sean Connery knows it. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of interplay like going throughout the rest of the movie about that. Yeah. And he's super funny in it.
1: Oh, big time.
0: It's a great movie. That's clear and far and away number one Sean Connery movie. If you have something different, for, you're wrong.
1: I do have something different because I already talked about The Last Crusade as my number three. Okay. Um, but my number one is clearly The Untouchables.
0: You know, I maybe I don't have it high enough, and that's only because I barely remember it. I mean, I haven't seen it in such a long time. So I remember it being good, but I don't
1: remember it. That it's much. an incredible movie. It's very, very good. It's great for the gangster-type film. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have, you know, Elliot Ness and... Al Capone, right? Yeah, they're trying to stop... So Elliot Ness is... Kevin Costner plays Elliot Ness trying to stop Al Capone in Chicago from in, like, the Prohibition era, trying to stop Al Capone from doing whatever he's doing. And he gets a group of people together, the Untouchables, to go out and stop all of this crime. And try to figure it all out. It's a very long movie. Yeah. That's the downfall of this. I believe it is, does it say on here? 119 minutes. That's not that long. Oh, yeah, it's just two hours. Man, I thought it was longer than that. I must be thinking about something else. I thought it was over two and a half. You're hours. thinking of
0: dances with Wolves.
1: That's long. No, I was I thought it was over two and a half. Either way, two-hour movie. Um, I think it's really good. Kevin Costner obviously is phenomenal, but uh Sean Connery's like his like right-hand man. And I believe he won an Oscar for this role. He did. He
0: won a uh, Academy award for best supporting actor,
1: right? Because of his role as Jim Malone or something. Um, it's just so fun. I love prohibition era type movies. I love gangster movies. Oh, uh, you know what? He great- does a great job as an Irishman, which that's who he plays is an Irishman in this movie. Yeah. Jim Malone. Uh, and the the whole thing's very fun. Kevin Costner's great. Sean Connery's great. Um Andy Garcia's in it. Robert De Niro. Of
0: course they're in Andy Garcia's in it because it's a
1: mob movie. It's a mob movie. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? Robert De Niro is Al Capone. The whole the movie's great. I love it. I've seen it a thousand times and I would watch it a thousand more.
0: Um, I do also love those types of era movies. There's a really great one. That me and Marley would watch that we had never even heard of. We literally just rented it one night. Like back in the day when you would rent stuff when you have no idea what it is. Yeah. We did that. It was a movie called Lawless with Tom Hardy.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a
0: phenomenal movie. Oh, it's from 2012. Shia LaBeouf. I, we didn't probably see it till a couple of years after it came out. But it is an awesome movie.
1: Shia LaBeouf and him got in a real fight during this. Really? Of
0: that. Yeah. They're moonshiners.
1: Yeah. What? This isn't a no-name movie. Everybody knows this movie. It's great. I, I don't know if everybody does, but... Tom Hardy's phenomenal. He's one of my favorite actors of all time.
0: Anyway, he's not Sean Connery, and...
1: Untouchables, number one movie of Sean Connery's career. Last Crusade. And if you don't believe that, you can just get out. Um, get, get out. Get out. Right get, out. Get, up out get up
0: get out of here. Get up out
1: of here, boy. Get Get <laughs>
0: That's what I'm telling you. Um, that's it. That's our top ten Sean Connery. If movies. you
1: have any feedback on this top ten, we would love to hear your top ten. Maybe a Jim Bilmer could give us his, seeing as how he suggested the Sean Connery top ten. Yeah, I would like to know what he would put as the best Sean Connery movies, because apparently you are strongly opinionated on very much, Mister Connery. Um, yeah, I don't know. I
0: it's. Odd to me sometimes, and I didn't really think about it until I started this list. He is considered, I would say he's one of those few actors that's like superstar level. Yes. That everybody in the world knows. And you just automatically like think Sean Connery when you think like famous actor. Yes. But then you look back through his movies and you're like,
1: I haven't watched watched a lot of
0: these movies. And like a lot of, some of them are, I'm not saying they're not good, but they're just like not... Blockbuster. You know, you know, to be moves. honest,
1: I think it was because he was a, a very handsome man that did well as James Bond. Yeah. To be honest, I think James Bond was like the epitome of what he did. He was known as James Bond.
0: That's it. It's so weird, though, because when I was a kid, he was known as Indiana Jones's dad. I had no idea about James Bond.
1: Well, never for seen you, any. yeah.
0: I know. That's what I'm thinking. I didn't really even know until I was older. That he even was James Bond, I just thought James Bond's Pierce Brosnan.
1: See, no, I I, I knew he was, I knew he was James Bond because I had watched a lot of those. See, movies. See, I'd see
0: the old James Bond movies. I'm talking when I was a little kid, yeah, like in the early '90s. Me too. I w- but when I saw old James Bond movies, they were always like Roger Moore, because but, they were newer. You know, that's a terro-
1: You just had a terrible upbringing. I guess that's just, what
0: was on TV because they were newer, probably. Yeah, you
1: were let to watch movies that were subpar with a lesser James Bond. Who are know? the other James Bonds? Um how many are there? There was one guy that only did one movie.
0: Well, technically there was a comedy Casino Royale comedy with Woody Allen and he counts as James Bond. I didn't it was know. a James Bond. It was a it was Casino Royale, but it was made as like a spoof. Really? But Woody Allen played James Bond and so he actually counts as one of the
1: actors. No way. Yes, he does. That's not, no, so that's not canon. It can't be canon to James Bond. It was a spoof. Right, it's a spoof, so why would he count?
0: Okay, maybe, I'm just saying, he played James Bond. I guess he did. Uh, Sean Connery, obviously, 1962 to 1967, and then 1971 and 1983. So for one year, there was David Niven.
1: Yeah, you've got, let's see.
0: For one year, there was George Lazenby. I don't mm-hmm. know if I remember that one or not. Uh, Roger Moore obviously did a ton of them, 1972 to 1985. Um, oh, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. He didn't do as many, but I love Timothy Dalton. He's on Doom Patrol.
1: Yeah. He's on Doctor Who. I forgot he did a James Bond. I think he only did one or two.
0: Um, I don't remember. For most of my time growing up, Pierce Brosnan was James Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, he played bon- Timothy Dalton played him twice, 1987 and
1: 1989. Uh, Barry Nelson was the first one. Barry Nelson played in Casino Royale along with David Niven.
0: With the retirement of Roger Moore in 1985, a search for a new actor to play Bond took place that saw a number of actors, including Sam Neill. Hmm. Like from, is he British? I would assume. Uh, Pierce Brosnan and Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton won it, obviously. And then they went to Pierce Brosnan. Anyway, uh, yeah. I think Roger Moore did the most James Bond movies. Did he? Live and Let Die, The Man with the Golden Gun, The Spy Who Loved Me. That's a really popular yeah. one. Moonraker, For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, and A View to Kill. Octopussy so was one that was on all the time.
1: So he did seven of them. But Sean Connery did how many?
0: Uh, I'm going to look right here. He did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So they did the same amount. Except never say never again. They say non Eon film. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. David Niven did one. Casino Royale, the first Casino Royale. Um George Lazenby did one. Timothy Dalton did two. Pierce Brosnan did four. Daniel Craig did one, two, three, four, five.
1: Wow. Um, including the newest one coming out.
0: No time to die. Yep. Yeah. Including
1: that. So, yeah. I'm excited to see that. I, I want am to see excited. that
0: movie. I love uh, Skyfall.
1: Oh, yeah. So good. And Spectre.
0: And, and, and Spectre Casino was Royale. really good. Quantum of Solace was good. They were all super good.
1: He did Casino Royale, too. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: Yeah. That, that was the first one he did. Yeah.
1: And then Quantum of Solace, then Spectre, then.
0: So they say uh, Daniel Craig is playing a more Sean Connery esque James Bond, more of a bruiser type.
1: Yeah. I would agree.
0: Um, compared to Pierce Brosnan which was a little more Sluze. yeah spy spy
1: yep so but I like James Bond I or uh James Bond Pierce Brosnan I liked him as a as a James Bond I had um uh, what was his And
0: was it Goldeneye kind of um...
1: I mean that's what I grew up on with Nintendo 64, you know, like, yeah, I watched the movie, I saw all the movies that he did as James Bond, and then I played them as a game. I mean, that's the I th- thing.
0: when I think of James Bond, I think of GoldenEye.
1: It ties me to that world a little bit more because of it. And the amount of GoldenEye I played in my life. Oh, I wish I could have those days back.
0: Oh, really? I had a fun time doing it. I did not play that
1: much. That's what I'm saying. I had a fun time doing it, and I wish I could have those days oh, back. Oh, I it see was, what you mean. It was so fun. Like, I didn't
0: have a Nintendo 64, so I would just be able to play it at friends' houses.
1: When I look at Grady and Cash and Bryce and all of them playing Fortnite together right now, that's exactly what I did with GoldenEye with like me and David and Greg and Andrew. Yeah. like That's what we did. We went and played GoldenEye, but you had to sit on the same TV and stare at a four-way split screen.
0: And, well, instead now they just all are in their own houses on iPads <laughs> doing FaceTime.
1: Right. And That's you can what they hear, do.
0: And you can hear all of us scream. in the background yelling at
1: them. Yeah, we do. I hear Marley all the time. I'm sure you hear me. Because they, they yell. They scream at each other. They constantly are yelling. I yell at Grant all the time. And then it doesn't help because I then immediately raise my voice and yell and say, quit yelling. You're yelling through the whole house for no reason. Right. Like, why are you yelling at them? Right. But they talk at such a level, unbelievable Where for do small they get children, this talking it's ability. So stupid. <laughs> it's dumb. Close. All I ever tell them is like, close the door, please. Just close the door <laughs> yeah. to your room. Like, close the door so I don't hear you. Then talk as loud as you want, unless I hear you through the door, and then you need to quiet down. <laughs> I'm basically a lot of double standards. I'm
0: basically like. Already turning into my dad because it's when I'm si- if I go into my living room and sit oh, yeah. down and watch TV, it's like don't come in the room. We're not. We're cha- I'm immediately <laughs> yeah, nice. changing the channel to whatever I want. That's something my dad when I was a kid. It'd yeah. be like Saturday morning cartoons. Loved them. Live for. Them, oh right? yeah. But that's my life. he would always be like, he's not coming. He's coming. Oh, because that dad usually would work on Saturdays, but sometime he'd come in, and then it was immediately sit down, change to the news. You're like. It's over.
1: My life is dead. There's
0: only one TV in this house.
1: <laughs> right. That's all we ever had was one. Until I got older. It was, in
0: a, it was a Zenith in one of those uh, wooden boxes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a standard 90s living. I remember not having a remote control when I was a little kid. So do I. And you'd have to chunk, chunk, chunk. Yep.
1: We had a TV growing up. And then we literally went from that TV to a newer, like bigger tv i don't remember it wasn't flat screen by any means it was just like a bigger tv um and we got a satellite yeah and it changed everything in my house it
0: was a super long time until we had anything other than the zenith in the
1: box and just cable like regular antenna. oh yeah we
0: never had i didn't have my parents got satellite um it was prime star but i was
1: already was it like a giant satellite no, one no, of the no. big ones no
0: it was like the precursor to direct tv
1: oh so we got direct tv f- when it came out whenever it came yeah, out, yeah
0: it wasn't out yet it was prime star I but think. you
1: would have been in college by the time i was i got that because i was i mean probably seven or eight
0: uh, we got it when i was in high school i mean i was in high school
1: yeah, and so about and, the exact same and time at I that did.
0: time at that time um we you would just get we had one box i i'm assuming cuz my parents didn't want to pay That's for all more boxes yeah. but at that time we had more there was a tv in the living room and a tv in their bedroom and there was one in the basement i think but we only had the one box which was down in the room with the furnace and then we had these little pyramids that were made by RCA that you would set in that room and then you would set the other one on top of your tv upstairs and when you hit a button with your remote control, it would transmit it from the little pyramid to the pyramid in the basement. And that would like the RF signal would pass through and then it would rebroadcast it to the box to change the channel. Really? So there would so every TV in the house would have to watch the same thing. The same thing. But You could have a remote in each room because in each room you had one of those little pyramids. Yeah. And i never knew it was just those. like a little, it's basically a radio. Like it, it was like a, uh, a translucent red pyramid. Wow.
1: And you were fancy.
0: Yeah, it was kind of fancy, but it was actually the cheaper solution than putting getting it,
1: multiple boxes, getting multiple boxes. Yeah.
0: But it, there was a huge delay and, and lots of times it wouldn't work because it literally had one of those old style antennas where you click, 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 yeah, click, yeah. click. <laughs> so lots of times it wouldn't work. So you'd be sitting here, and you'd have to hit the button a million times. But with the delay, the one time you'd hit it, but then you'd be hitting other stuff. And then finally, it would do the switch. And by that time, you'd wait like two seconds. Then it'd be like 8, 8, eight, eight. It, was such, yeah, yeah. it was terrible. It never worked worth a shit. Yeah, we never
1: had anything like that. We only had the one box in the one room uh, for the longest time. But it still like changed my world. Yeah. Because we could watch so, like whatever. It, was, it seemed like limitless content. Yeah, to me as a See, kid, I don't remember it that much. So I'm
0: guessing I was a little older in high school when we got it, and I wasn't watching as much TV at that point. Mm. You know, I'd you watch like been. Buffy, right? That
1: was it. <laughs> That's all you ever watched. Yeah, Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's dumb. Well, we've reached our time, Christopher. Um, that is it for Snarf Talk 101. We have things that you guys could get. Like, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash snarfcomics. You can subscribe for like $1 or 50 or or 100 whatever you wanted to. Anywhere in between there, you could subscribe and get like a bundle of snarf, get a bunch of other things. We have some that need to go out uh, to people, but that's available to you. You get extra content that you uh, wouldn't get on a normal episode. You can check out snarfcomics.com. Uh, you can also get t-shirts we have t-shirts sweatshirts and that's it available right yeah we, got a, we still got a bunch of them left
0: and you got three more weeks to finish up your coloring contest entries yes and we will be declaring the winner of the snarf coloring contest on episode 104
1: so you got to get them in soon uh what did you say three weeks
0: yeah, that would be uh, around Thanksgiving.
1: Okay, know. three weeks—that's all you got. So, email us your picture. So, if you have the pictures, It'd be like November
0: thirtieth. So, you need to get us in, get it in by the twenty-sixth of November, which is that is that the day
1: before Thanksgiving, I think.
0: You need to—I think that is Thanksgiving. Is you it, need to get it in by Thanksgiving Day, please. Um, probably we'll record on the twenty-seventh.
1: So that way we can see it. We can get um, accurate. Judgment on we re- all of your pictures.
0: Usually a couple days before, so
1: yeah. Um, but email us at info at snarf comics, um, or send it to us on our social medias Where, wherever we can get a picture and look at it. That's how we need to get it from you. Yeah. Um, if you are the winner, we would like your picture back.
0: No, I mean it's required, or it's. else you will not get your
1: right. Exactly. Prize. Like we we would like it because that is how you get your prize, and we will hang it up here. On the walls of the Snerv Talk studio.
0: Yeah, I like it. We had one. Did you email that? Uh, there was somebody that had emailed asking if that was the right picture. Or something. Yeah, but
1: she also sent us a Facebook message and I messaged her. Like she finally got it. I and she don't know things. where
0: she's from. I don't know her. Um, but I liked, I'm trying to find the email because she worded it in a very interesting way. Yeah, it
1: was like to whom it may concern. Yeah, let me find it. I believe it was to whom it may concern.
0: It, it definitely was.
1: And then it was about like it looks like two people hunting a goat.
0: Two men hunting, <laughs> hunting a goat, goat.
1: <laughs> which is basically what we're doing. But I don't. We're Ghostbusters. She, was
0: it, she joking or did she not understand that it was a Ghostbusters? I
1: don't think I don't think she got that it was a Ghostbusters thing. She knows now though. <laughs> that could definitely affect how you color this picture.
0: Yeah. Um, I can't find it. I'll find it sometime, but it was really funny.
1: It was very good. Um, other than that, I'm I'm done. That's you it for me. Got got everything out that you needed to get out? Yep. Another one bites the dust, Chris. We're one over 100.
0: There you go. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya.